Hey, when does the show start? Okay. One, two, three, four. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is the Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of the Bailey Show. All right, here it is Wednesday, the 10th day of May, 2023. Hope you're having a good one. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that is Nikki D. Hey, hey, it's Wednesday, my favorite day of the week. Someday. There is Nelson. Can you believe how fast May is just flying by? Yeah. It is already the 10th. Just talked to my wife and said, do you know I got to be back in Atlanta this upcoming weekend because her daughter graduates high school. Just two months ago, I moved here. I was like, ah, oh, graduation stopped for a minute. Yeah, it seemed like it was a ways away. Ways away. Not so, so much the case. Uh, hey, if you want to participate this afternoon, I hope you do, especially when we give away uh, freebies here in a little bit. 916-909-0985. As always, you can listen to us on the Odyssey app. Free download anytime, anyplace, anywhere. You also get our podcast there and The Bailey Show.com. And on social media, we like it when you give us a follow. We'll follow you back. And we like the conversation on social media at listen to the BS at listen to the BS on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and on the YouTube at the Bailey show. So with that phone call that I literally just took 60 seconds before cracking this microphone for everybody, uh, totally changed my game plan for tomorrow, (laughs) which this will be day number three of the saga of getting my driver's license in the state of California. Again, I'm going to go on record to say that it's not politics. It's not inflation. It's not the price of gas. That's not why people are not moving to the state of California. The reason people are not moving to the state of California is because it's virtually impossible to get a driver's license. It is not an easy task. Especially for you. And now that we've got to do a test, probably for me. I would love to see how many people are here illegally and how they did it because <laughs> I, I need to meet their guy because <laughs> they have one. I've always believed that there's somebody you can pay to get them licensed. It, it's it's just it, it's it's ridiculous. So uh, just to recap, in case you missed yesterday about this time, <laughs> I, I just want I, I my OCD like I've always been like this. If I've got something to do. I get it done immediately to check it off my list. You do. The problem is, is that I always have something to do. You know, I'm always making projects for myself and I bring it upon myself. I know this. I know this, but that's just the makeup of me. Because you like to always be doing something or having something to do. You can't sit still. Correct. I cannot have downtime. It is impossible. When I do get downtime, it's like, woo. Right? You fall asleep. I'll fall asleep. Yeah. So I'm just not really downtime. I can't enjoy myself. <laughs> I've always been like that. Anyway, so I was like, I'm going to get my driver's license. And last week I said, you know what I'm going to do next week? I'm going to get my driver's license. That's what I'm going to do. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get a California driver's license. I'm going to get that out of the way and all handled. And what really pushed me was I was talking to my neighbor, uh, the all-American hero, Don. Mm-hmm. And Don and I were talking about, I said, well, how do you get a concealed weapons permit in, in the state of California? He's like, it ain't easy. And I was like, I know, that's what I've heard. So I did a little research, and you got to have your 
you got to have a, a state identifi- identification. That's only if you want to carry it around, though, right? Correct. If I just want it at my house. I still can keep my Georgia license. I believe. I believe so. Okay, I don't. Great. Don't. I don't know the rules. So I'm just saying. <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, okay. Uh, well, listen, next week I'm getting my driver's license. I'm going to be a California driver's license holder guy. You're going to be a Californian. And I'll give you my organs if you want them. I'm in. Okay. <clears throat> so I went on Monday. Did not make an appointment, just rolled up in that bitch <laughs> and talked to the nice person behind the bulletproof plexiglass. And I said, this is what I want. They said, well, this is the information. This is what we need from you. You need to bring a birth certificate. You need to bring a passport. You need to bring one bill that shows that you live at your residence. Not a problem. Thank you for your time. I'll be back tomorrow. I didn't even mind waiting in line. I can't even believe you went there with nothing, though. You know you needed something. I just thought my sparkling personality and good looks would have been. That's got. insane. That first day is on you. You know, it's sad that we live in a world where they just don't believe you. <laughs> oh, my God. They should have just believed me. No, they should not. Your butt should have had your documentation. You know better. So I go back home. I'm like, that's fine. Well, it was kind of a last minute thing. Like, I was at the gym. I was like, let me pop by the DMV. <laughs> pop by. And see what's up. <laughs> hey There's no one. What's right. up? Hey, DMV, what's up, man? Just, <laughs> I'm pop just by. cruising by. Anyway, so pop in the DMV. They say, gotta get this. So, all right, fine. I go home. I put all my stuff together. I get my passport. I got my passport. I have one bill, and, um, and, and then I make an appointment. So I go back. This was Tuesday. And I'm telling you, if you heard this yesterday, I'm sorry. But so Tuesday, they said, I don't have an appointment. It was a whole big to do. And then they finally get to the dude. And, you know, after taking the computer quiz question, the application, get to the dude. And the dude's like, okay, uh, you sign up for a real ID. You need another bill because that's what differentiates just a normal driver's license and a real ID is one bill, which is absurd. <laughs> I get to the angry lady at the photo line, which is another line. She takes my photograph after dealing with the old lady in front of me that wouldn't shut her pie hole. And then they say, I got to go take a 40 question quiz. And I was like, I just don't have time for this. I'll be back tomorrow, which is today. <laughs> so I go straight home and I make an appointment for today. Now, what I did was, is I made it the, the earliest appointment they had was like at 10 o'clock. Right. 10, 10, 10, 10. So I was just like, I was going to show up and get in the appointment line and be like, I'm here early. Which was, was a good idea. I thought it was a good right. idea. The DMV opens at 8 a.m. All right. Every day the DMV, well, Monday through Friday, DMV opens at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there's no way no one else has this idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm You're sorry. The only let, one. Let me sorry, rephrase <laughs> that. There's no way anyone else has uh-huh. this idea. That's what I meant to say. All right. Sure. Bust the joke. And, and so I roll up there and the parking lot was, was pretty empty. I'm like, all right, that's what's up. Let's, Look at you. Let's go. All right. Try <laughs> So, I, you know, I park the truck. I get out, and I see a, a very small line. It was about five or six deep. Oh. I can deal with that. Okay. So I'm, somebody else did have the idea. I got there at 7.56, and I'm like, sweet spot. Right? All right. I got the sweet spot. And so we're sitting there, and everybody seems very cool, like just to wait in line. Everybody was enjoying themselves. Now, the three older white people at the front of the line – didn't make the line a little uncomfortable as it started to grow, so about three or four deep, like we all kind of rolled up at the same time. They were having a very odd, open, and loud discussion about slavery. Oh, God. Why? <laughs> Why? Because I know the last time I woke up at 7 o'clock in the morning and I went straight to the DMV, 
I said to myself, let me find a random stranger to have a conversation about slavery with. <laughs> Weirdest uh, conversation. So absolutely, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to it and I'm like, okay, uh, this is weird. And, and and then finally, it's now it's like 8, 10, 8, 12. And I said, uh, I said, uh, does anybody check the door? Right. And the lady up front, she reminds me of my mother. She, she did one of these things. She was like, oh, do you really? <laughs> do you, like you want me to say, do you? Do you Really? You think I should try it? Oh God! You, you, okay, you want me to? Okay. <laughs> like she was doing something bad. Try the damn door, bitch. <laughs> like it's freezing out here. It's past eight o'clock. Open the door. Oh my God! Because if we're waiting in this line and the door's been open the whole time, I'll be pissed. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna take you all home and keep you <laughs> against your will. So anyway, so uh, so it just locks. It's she. She tugs on. I said, try the other door. Tugs on it, nothing. So now I've kind of been the, now I'm the leader of this line. Oh, God. Right. And the guy's like, where are you from? I, I just moved here from Atlanta. Oh, like that explains it. Oh, you know, yeah. like, oh, <laughs> okay. it was like one of those that explains it. I was like, all right, this is ridiculous. So I, so I got somebody bang on the window and they're, oh, you want me to bang on the window? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're so nice here. And there's a lady in line, a nice lady, a Hispanic lady. She goes, uh, she goes, I used to work at the DMV. They can get a lot of trouble for this, not opening on time. Ooh. You know, and, and so that's all the ammunition you probably needed. Huh? Right. I, I then went right up to the, right up to the door. <laughs> I start banging on the door and I'm banging hard, like oh, banging Lord. real hard. And then I go over to the windows and I'm banging on the windows. I don't see a soul in that place. You banged on the doors and the windows. I banged on. I banged everything in the DMV. <laughs> oh There's not a soul gosh. in that place. So I get back in line, and I said, "This is absurd." You know, and I'm doing the yeah, with my your hands. arm flails. My arm flailing. And then the nice Hispanic lady that used to work at the DMV says, uh, "Oh, that's right. They've got meetings on Wednesdays. They don't open until nine. Oh. But was that printed anywhere?" Yeah, right there on the door. No. So all of y'all are standing there in the door says they open at nine? Yeah, so this one's on me, DMV. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Today's on me, okay? I was going to come back tomorrow, but How I can't. Something silly. came up. Uh, but yeah, so you guys are good. You guys off the hook for today, but this one's on me. This is definitely on you. I couldn't see it. and had my glasses. What about the this lady what you standing there in front of the door? Like nobody right. read the sign. She was not interested in time. She was enjoying waiting in line and enjoying her slavery conversation. Oh my goodness. That's, that's, that's insane. Very, very odd. That's insane. That's more than odd. But at least now you know not to go to DMV on Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Right, yeah. So when are you going to go back? Well, I was going to go back tomorrow morning, but uh, something came up. So now I've got to push it till next week. Dang. Just no license Wednesday. for you. No. No license for you. But my, my, my Georgia license doesn't expire until 2027. So yeah, think, mine's got a couple years, too. I'm thinking about eating the $41. And just regrouping, <laughs> giving myself a year. Uh-huh. You should. Or try to find a guy that'll make me a fake one. Unless you have to have it when you get your car. Oh, don't say that. No, nah, you don't, because I got my car with oh, a Georgia that's right, license. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Brews and the Burbs VIP passes will give away to you at the end of this hour if you don't know Jeff. So you want to stick around uh, for that. 
You know, yesterday we told you about all the cuts at MTV, Paramount, and uh, all the subsidiaries of the network, and uh, which means that they're killing the MTV news, which has got history with a lot of us, right? Especially Gen Xers. Yes. We learned a lot from Kurt Loader back in the day-day. So my question for you as we have this conversation, if you'd like to participate, is I'm going to need an age. So ladies, hope you don't mind me asking, but think about the most important thing you learned from the news and what source did you get it from? Right. I'm getting to somewhere with this and I'm curious on what the majority would say. Like, I remember when the Challenger exploded or I remember the uh, the uprising, uh, the these thing in Egypt or whatever the case may be. Where did you learn about it? How did you learn about the most important news? Whatever. 9-11. How did you learn about it? Right. What was the news source that lo- that that told you it? I have two of those stories. Yeah. All right. We'll have that conversation. Appreciate you being here. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Yesterday, MTV and what Showtime, Paramount used to be Viacom. I don't know if it still is, but they announced a bunch of layoffs. Seems to be the uh, trend right now with a lot of big companies. Yeah, a lot of them. McDonald's too. Amazon, I think, is another one. Yep. Like thousands and thousands of people getting ready to lose their gigs. Um, But with this, they're shutting down uh, MTV News, which the first show was anchored by Kurt Loder. Yes. The great Kurt Loder. Vividly. Uh, In 1987. So 36 years later, the show that Kurt Loder launched is is going away. It was, you know, for, for us Gen Xers, um, that grew up with MTV and saw the rebirth of MTV, like literally after the fire, you know, the 90s when they brought in like the Carson Dailies and all this other stuff. It was just a, it was a, it was it was it was the it thing. It was actually pretty remarkable what they were able to do. Take the already popular rebellious programming of the 80s. I want my MTV. <laughs> yeah. Call your cable <laughs> provider and let them know because cable cable was new. And it, you didn't have all the channels. Right, yeah. Like, your local cable company had to get MTV. Yep. And it was still, you know, oh, we're not playing that garbage. <laughs> you know, we don't need that. 24 hours, seven days a week, 360. Garbage. These men with long hair and tattoos singing about the devil. <laughs> the devil inside. The devil inside. Each the and every one music. of us is the devil inside. What is that? <laughs> you know, so, and that and that was the mindset. But then in the 90s, the music changed um, for better, for worse, right? You know, you, you had the uprising of alternative music, like, uh, or at least 90s alternative, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, so on and so forth. You had the pop um, rush of the boy bands. Yeah, I was about to say the boy bands came in hot. Everybody was into that. The pop princesses and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, my my point is is that MTV News, for someone like myself, was at that time my go to news. It like the the ABC, the NBC, the CBS, and maybe Fox. I don't know when Fox News came out. Uh, but that was always for like your dad. Older people, yeah, we weren't watching that at all. Your grandpas, grandmas, they they were the ones that were like, "Hey, you gotta get down to television six a.m. or six p.m. and watch the news." Right? That you didn't want to watch news because no. it was boring, and you didn't know what they were talking about, and they just seemed like they were rambling, and you were like, "Eh, I don't care." So, so you look at some of the biggest things that's ever happened in your life as far as newsworthy, and where did you find that information? You know, Kurt Cobain, uh, his death. 
I mean, that, that like when you talk about Kurt Loder and MTV News, that's all you, that's the first thing that comes up from everybody. Mm-hmm, exactly. Because we were like all watching MTV News at that exact time when Kurt Loder comes on. Yeah, for me, I was watching, sometimes it was MTV News, but mainly it was BT News. That's where I would watch most of my news sources. What'd you, what, what did you learn? What did you find out? Like a big event. Uh, when Michael Jackson died. Michael Jackson died. That's from- how I knew. I was in uh, class, and that's what the TV was on, because I was in uh, my medical billing class then. We had the TV on BET, and it busted in to tell us that Michael Jackson passed. You know, popping. You know what's sad about that? What? Is you just mentioned Michael Jackson passing and no mention of Farrah Fawcett. Right. <laughs> because I don't remember that she died the same day. And nobody he completely does, overshadowed right. her death. And there was, it was a, crazy. And there was a third one too, I believe. There was. It was three of them that died the same day. Absolutely right. And all anybody can remember is that Michael Jackson died that day. Yeah. What a like a <laughs> glory whore. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> uh, the Challenger. I learned about. I got kicked out of class, so I learned about it from a kid in the hallway. 9-11, real time. It was know. real time. I think that was CNN because I was at work when 9-11 happened, and they sent us home, and I went home to my grandmother's house. So she was on one of the actual news stations. I was on the air. and you know, Really? Yeah. I, th- I didn't know what it was at first. I was, you know, because I was producing at the time. I was in a different room, and I was like, wow, man. I th- thought it was a building in Orlando. I was like, God, the plane hit it. It just looked a lot smaller. It was a smaller television. Mm-hmm. just looked a lot smaller. And then the second one, and the host of the show was like, we're under attack. I was like, stop. Get out of right. here. Yeah, like, nobody, all you saw was planes and smoke, and you were like, but is this real? Like, is what's really happening? It wasn't until you started seeing later in the day kind of like the personal interviews that, I, for me, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is happening. But now I would say the majority of people are learning about things and has nothing to do with watching network news. Social media. No. Mm-hmm. Social media, totally. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. A girl told me out of her own mouth that she doesn't watch the news. She only gets her news from Instagram. And I said, you better wake up. You too old for that. <laughs> right, because it doesn't have to be fact-checked. Right. Yeah. It's just anything anybody wants to say. And I had to tell my, my spiritual mom that, too, because she'll call me all the time and say, oh, I, I saw on Facebook that such and such is happening and you need to be careful. And I'm like... That's not real. That's not real news. <laughs> oh, I tell my mom that. You can't tell me what Facebook says. I, I, I know the feeling. I know. <laughs> my, my mom, you know where you know where you used to live, Jason. That's like one of the worst places to live in the world. <laughs> what list is this? <laughs> have you ever have you ever been to answerbag.org? <laughs> <laughs> where did you get that link, mom? Oh, my friend on Facebook. Uh, I've never met her. But uh, she lives in the Niagara Falls area. <laughs> she sent me this. Poor mom. I'm her only follower. <laughs> and she has this weird anime picture of her daughter. <laughs> That's her profile picture. You know. But yep. you're not you're not getting the news from from ABC, NBC, CBS because you know news is not a uh, a, a must see TV event like it used to be with our parents and our grandparents. It's just it's just not that, you know. And if you want to blame why the news is today the way it is, you blame social media for being such a juggernaut in that area in that arena, right? Because then I remember when this happened. This was like in the mid two thousands, and Fox was actually I think the first to make that transition to more op ed news. Because they would do, I used to work a lot with uh, the local affiliate in Orlando, and I remember when they blew everybody out. They got rid of sports, they got rid of everybody, 
and they tried to piece together what they thought were personalities to do this kind of open talk off teleprompter morning show and that's what that's what fox and friends was oh okay okay right? I, I remember that. and so they they wanted them to be opinionated and they wanted them to be like radio personalities now news people 95 percent of them can't do that no because right? they're so used to just reporting facts and teleprompter reading so there was a lot of bad television for a very long time <laughs> but you know what, what they started to see was and other networks started to follow like cnn and whatnot they started to see it like Okay, people need help coming to their own opinion. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult for people to come to their Think about this. Think about the last time you've talked to somebody that's tried to push their opinion on you. What do they automatically do? The first thing they do, they give a resource of where they got that information and how they came to that opinion. Right, according to. Right, according such such. to. Right. According to. According mm-hmm. to Tucker Carlson, according to Don Lund, According to. Right. right. They have to have somebody that tells them what to then spew out to you mm-hmm. to make you feel uncomfortable facts. and not like them anymore. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And, and the news realized that in order to get ratings, they uh-huh. had to help people come to an opinion. And that's why we see all these op-ed pieces. And then I always ask, and I've done, I've asked myself from the beginning, from, from the very start of this, why do we care what that person says just because they're on television? Because we can't make our own opinions. But what, what do they have that I don't have that I, I'm smarter than that person. You know why? And and when I say I'm smart, I'm talking about you, 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 and you, Mm -hmm. is is because you know how you feel. Right. So you form your own opinion about whatever the issues are. That person does not know how you feel. Exactly. So don't let them dictate how you should feel in your opinion when you know what's right and you know what's wrong. News should just be bringing issues and bringing facts of what's going on, and you form your own opinion. That's how it used to be anyway. But don't think, as cool as MTV News was, and as much as I'm putting it over, don't think that they didn't have the propaganda train running on that, too. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, they pushed a certain side of the aisle, without a doubt, because that was the way it was supposed to be. Well, that's how Hollywood operated. Exactly. I think that's how most people that have a platform to speak push whatever their agenda is or whatever they feel, and it's up to you to form your own opinion about it. I never got that from Peter Jennings. I never got that from Dan Rather. Mm -mm. You know, when they sat there and they told the news, they didn't give me... Well, that was old school, how, how it was done back then. We're talking about now the opinionated... This is how I feel type news. That's no, I'm being talking about 1987 with Kurt Loder. Okay. I'm talking about in the 90s when they helped get Bill Clinton um, in office. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can really credit MTV and Arsenio Hall for getting that guy MTV. in office. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, that whipped up the young people's vote. Right. That was the first uprising of the young people getting out there and voting. But even to your point about Kurt Loder and having a slant, you never saw Kurt Loder pitching a product you never saw him on a commercial for anything he was still he still had a little bit of an unbiased uh uh, news rapport to him because the thing is and a lot of these guys forget this if you're a journalist Mm -hmm. like a true journalist i'm not a true journalist but a true journalist Mm -hmm. you cannot befriend people in the business you can't have friends that are politicians. That's what Wendy Williams always said. You can't have friends that are politicians, and if you're Kurt Loder, you can't have friends that are rock stars. Mm-hmm. And he knew that. Yeah. Because at some point in time, they're going to let you down, and you're going to have to talk about them, and a friend's going to go to bat and come up with an excuse. Exactly. You can't report um, from an unbiased standpoint if it's your friend. Correct. You can't do no that. No matter how hard you try. you got to be able to throw anyone under the bus at any given moment, if it's true, of course.
If it's true. If it's true, sure. Mm-hmm. All right, first round of headlines, Nikki D, what you got? This gonna, now this news. This is news. This is where you get your news and then <laughs> And you, it's accurate. This conversation comes up, you're like, Well, I get my news from uh the headlines with the BS and Nikki D. My mm-hmm. mom does it every day to her husband. It pisses him <laughs> off. <laughs> I want to tell you why a woman lived 10 years with her dead mom and what invitation the Georgia Bulldogs declined. That's news right there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Get you that here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Yes. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. All right, here we go. First round of headlines. Two big stories from today. Here's Nikki D. A woman lived with her dead mother for a decade. H1. Where police are investigating a suspicious death after they found a woman's body decomposing inside a home. Another woman who claimed to be her daughter, she told police her mother died of natural causes in April of last year. A man called authorities here in California after he learned that his mother had been in the house with his sister and her body had been decayed over 10 years. Hmm. And the re- the way that he found this out is that his sister ended up dying. So he had to finally uh-huh. go to the house and he looked through records and saw that his mom's bank accounts were being used recently. So he reached out to authorities, contacted them. They went out and like did a full search of the house where they found his mother's remains. So his sister never got to serve time or anything for her because no, she died. Because she ended up dying. So what she wow. did was the they did an autopsy and it does look like the mother did die of natural causes, but the sister lied about it. She told the brother that she donated her body to right. some science research that her mom wanted. So he never went to see the body or anything, but she was still living off her mother's money. And I bet you before her mother passed away, she was a decent human being. Mm-hmm. But when her mother died, because I've seen this and I've heard this, when people die, family members turn into people you never thought they'd be. Money, mm-hmm. greed, uh, it just can change a person. Or I feel like she might have been one of these women, like a few women that I know, that live with their mothers their whole lives and her mother was taking care of her. And she didn't even know how to begin to take care of herself after she died. That's what I think could have happened. But you still give somebody a heads up that somebody died. Of course you do. You don't just leave your mother rotted to to die and decay in a house. That's this, horrible. This was a money grab. Of course it was. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I'm, so what I'm saying is, is that like you're going, you just like these people will justify it. Why they did it? Yeah. And they're going. You know what? This is what she'd want. This what? is this is. She's dead. I mean, what are we going to do? We're going to bury her and then I'm not going to get any money? That just doesn't make any sense. That's not what mom would want. She wants me to live happy. Mom wants me. And her <laughs> son, my brother, he's fine. He just got promoted at Target. He's going to make bank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But those social security checks that my mom's getting at eighteen fifty a month, that's going to come in handy because- you know, I haven't been to bingo in a while. <laughs> oh, no. Mom loves bingo. She used to want me to go to bingo. And she wanted me to learn Spanish, and I need, need some money for that. <laughs> but you start to justify it. I've seen this before, and it turns like normal, decent people into horrible human beings. Craziness. Mm-hmm. Absolute craziness. All right, second one. Georgia Bulldogs are bucking the White House visit tradition, H2. No, at 11 this morning, the Georgia Bulldogs have declined an invite to the White House next month following their back-to-back national championship wins. 
So the Georgia Bulldogs have decided not to go to the White House this year. And the reasoning is because they're being asked to come out on June 12th. And they're saying due to their schedule and training and how that has to go for the summertime for the players, June 12th is just not feasible with their schedule. So this is the second time the Bulldogs are skipping out. They were invited back in 2021 and they did not go due to the pandemic. And of course, if you look at it from the outside, you're going, oh, they're in the South. (laughs) <laughs> the blues in office so they're not going but we saw this when trump was in office a lot of people decided not to go i i, I hate that i it, no matter who's in office you're going for the office mm-hmm. you're not going for the person you know it has been a tradition for a very long time and when you start especially for young people like in college bringing politics and all that stuff into tradition and just the part of, you know, something that we all can celebrate. Like, you got to well, rally. Why do you have to go to the White House? Because it's it's an honor. Not everybody gets to do that. It's mm-hmm. an honor to be invited to the White House. No matter who's in office, it's about the it's about the office. It's not about the person. It's not about if you believe in what they're doing or have done or how, how you feel or what social media has made these people out to be. It's about the office. It is the most powerful position in the world. We possess it uh, under the greatest country in the world, and we're all living in this big house. So we all got to believe in something together. Not that saying you don't believe in it, but I mean, Would've I don't think that. Would have been a good time that, for some American music. I If you here. don't go to the White House, you don't like believe in the country or office or whatever. They just have a, a conflict of, of their schedule. Well, it may, and that might be true. I'm not saying it's not true, but you know, perception is reality. If you do it back to back years, and you know, the people during the Trump administration made it really famous when they're like, "We're not going because we don't like that guy." And I'm like, "You're not going for that guy. You're going for the office." But you're going to meet them when you get there, right? Yeah, but you're meeting the office. You're not meeting the guy. You're meeting the president of the United States of America. That's what we've lost. I, every We've lost that idea that there's the guy that you might disagree with, and then there's the job. Right. The job is ours. That's our job. We employ that job. Our taxes pay that job, right? So we should be proud of that job. It's not, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but just Lay in my mind, I no, say don't. if you're going to go to the White House, if, no. if it's going to be political, then you're going to go meet political. the president. You're a football player. That's <laughs> what I'm saying for them. I don't think it's political. I just think well, it, it's a it, scheduling it, conflict. It has become political because <laughs> you look at the last, you know, when Trump was in office, it was all political. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people were coming out saying, I'm not doing it because, you know, and I'm not a big fan of the guy either, but like. I'm going because it's the freaking White House. I want to go drink my Dr. Peppers and go into the bathroom and see the flashlight at Watergate. I want to do that. That's 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 the honor of all honors, right? It's one thing to win a national championship or a World Series or a Super Bowl or whatever the case may be. But then to get invited, to go to Disney, you know, all that stuff. It's part of tradition. It's part of America. It's America. That's right. It's part of tradition, American tradition. Oh, maybe they'll go next year. But you're you're part of the problem. Uh, maybe Be- I am. Because that attitude right there is like, <laughs> big, big deal. deal, whatever. <laughs> it's the president. Who cares? <laughs> you know, you're part of the problem. You, I mean, I skipped out on meeting the president before. What? Yes, I did. I didn't want to. But I didn't. I mean, which one was it? Bush. Why not? Because I didn't want to do it. Because somebody told you, it's like, oh, that guy's a horrible person. No, I just didn't want to do it. Yeah, so I somebody didn't do got it. in your ear. <laughs> like, when are you ever going to have an opportunity to meet a president again? 
I just got emailed by the DMV. Oh, I thought you the government. <laughs> like the president. <laughs> <laughs> the president emails us. Hello, Jason. We're listening. We heard that you were interested in visiting the White House. If you're available on June 12th, we just had an opening. <laughs> there you have it. There's our opportunity. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right uh brews and the burbs that'll take place saturday may 20th sunrise marketplace nikki d nelson will be out there two vip passes for you a designated driver ticket as well so three of y'all get to go music food drinks swag bags i mean we're totally taking care of you with this uh package prize i just need some players you don't know Jeff. You can pick Team Jeff or Team Bailey D. Nikki and I will team up to go against five-time, 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 five-time World Heavyweight Jeopardy champion. Yes, and we beat him last we week. We did. We won last mm, week. Mm, Keep mm. that in mind. 916-909-0985. 916-909-0985. Need some players. You don't know Jeff. Here in a minute. It's the BS on Any Rock. Someone's going to get these questions right. And it's not going to be Bailey or Nikki D. You don't seem like a super genius. That's why the game's called You Don't Know Jeff. You Don't Know Jeff. Welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. And there is the five-time, 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 five-time World Heavyweight Jeopardy champion. He is Jeopardy Jeff, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, sir. Good afternoon, everyone. How you all doing? Good. Hey, hey. You know what happened last week? I do. You know, it's like I always say, even a blind squirrel finds an acorn now and then. So. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, blind squirrel, Jeopardy Jeff. Those are fighting words. I think the term is nuts. He finds a nut every once in a while. Uh, yeah, well, I was trying to keep it family friendly. Well, it's okay. <laughs> we all eat nuts. That's fine. Uh, all right, so we got to find some players here. We've got VIP passes to Brews and the Burbs happening Saturday, May 20th. Nikki D and Nelson will be out there. Sunrise Marketplace. Also a designated driver ticket. A lot of goodies come along with this stuff. Lots and lots of goodies. All right. Lori in Roseville, looks like you uh, want to be on Team Jeopardy Jeff. Loser. <laughs> I'll right. take it. Uh, I know you will. All right. Hang on, Lori. And guess who we got? We got Ryan and Lincoln. Ryan. Yep. Yep. Well, sounds excited. He does not. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you got Team Bailey I'm D. Excited. All right. Well, wish us luck. Nelson is going to take over. Buzzing sounds, Jeopardy Jeff. Yours is what? Bat. Bat and Nikki D. Fave. And mine is woo. So Nikki D and I are on one team. When we buzz in, we can put our small little brains together to match up a quarter of what Jeopardy Jeff possesses. Okay. Go ahead, Nelson. In the category of space, why is a day on Mars shorter than one here? Woo! Bailey D. Uh, because of the distance from the sun. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly wrong. That was good, though, right? It was. I was with you on it. Jeopardy Jeff, do you know why a day on Mars is shorter than a day on Earth? Because the rotation is faster. The rotational speed is correct. That was my second guess, Nikki. It spins faster. That was going to be my second one, too. I was thinking about it. Come on. Mm. Staking with space, what can a red giant star become at the end of... Bailey D? That can become a, uh, a black hole. 
A bla- a red star? Mm-hmm, I'm telling you, it's it's something that eats other like eats planets. You sure it's not like a a meteorite or like a shooting now, star? Now I'm telling you, they become black holes. Okay, black holes. After a supernova, they will become a black hole. What's Look up? at you! What's up? Okay, space ranger. Why don't you kiss my NASA? <laughs> kiss my NASA, he says. In the category of animals. How many lives does a cat support? Five. That would be that would be Jeopardy Jeff. Nine. Oh. Nine is the rumor. Yes. Oh. Pick up the hard ones. <sighs> <laughs> They're all equal value. That's <laughs> yeah, true. How many legs do cockroaches have? Team Bailey D. <laughs> Nikki D. The ass is easy. Go ahead. <laughs> Cockroaches have like uh, eight legs because they're an arachnoid. Oh God, I hate those things. Does that make any sense? What I just one, said? one, two, three, four. Five. It's either six or eight. Eight. We're gonna go eight. eight. Okay, we're gonna go eight. The answer eight is incorrect. Dang. Arachnid was the word you were looking for, but you're close on that one. They are not arachnids. Jeopardy, Jeff. How many legs? I learned a lot, right? Does a cockroach short six. period of time? Six legs. Be six, six legs. Eight. Yes. I told you. I thought it was six over eight. Ugh, I hate those things. In the category of chicken, who is the mascot for the fast food chain KFC? Team Bailey D. The Colonel. Colonel who? Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders, yes. Colonel Sanders. You don't great. know Colonel Sanders? Yes, I know Colonel Sanders. He's a, a KFC chicken guy with the bow tie. You just looked at me like a deer on meth. <laughs> <laughs> with chicken, what fast food company famous for its sauce has the motto, one love? That would what? be Jeopardy Jeff. Good That's... um. Oh, shoot. Five. Raising Canes. Raising Canes is absolutely correct. See, I don't, Never I don't heard do of it. Raising Canes. Raising Canes is started in the South. They even have them out here, surprisingly. I've only been there once in my life. Raising Still going to go back to what I just said. Never heard of it. That's crazy. <laughs> well, you don't I don't know their of, motto. I don't see that you know a lot of fast, eat a lot of fast food, do you? But, no, but I'm an historian. <laughs> I know a little about something. Moving on to the category of geography. What is the name of the thin and long country that spans more than half the western coast of South America? That would be Jeopardy Jeff. That's Chile. Chile is correct. Oh, good job. (laughs) Nicely done. Which American state is the largest by area? Team Bailey Dean. That would be California. California. I knew that was wrong. That'd be incorrect. Jeopardy Jeff for the steal. That's Alaska. Alaska. Alaska Dang. is. I knew it. Correct. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. But I was like, even if I'm wrong, I'm still going to be right in the eyes of the people. <laughs> in the category. is third, though. So you got that. Third, right behind Texas, Texas correct? Texas, yeah. yep. In the category of Robert De Niro. What movie does De Niro deliver the line? You talking to me? Boom! <laughs> Team Bailey D. That would be uh, four. Robert De Niro. Three. How did that become? You're a talking to. Oh my God. You, um, One. Need an answer. Raging Bull. Raging Bull is <clears throat> incorrect. Jeopardy Jeff. Taxi driver. Taxi driver. Yes. Uh, 
an improvised sign. Uh, yes, scene. I can't believe I get it Never. wrong. Was war- I thought you'd get that for sure. I, I did too. Worried. He was warming up in front of a mirror, and they decided to roll tape on him. <sighs> Sticking with De Niro, what is the first movie that De Niro and Pacino appear together in the same scene? Faith. Team Bailey D. Is that Scarface? Is that your answer? I'm uh, asking Bailey. He's no, my partner. Four. Uh, De Niro's not in Scarface. Three. Is he? Two. Oh, yeah. One. That's fine. Say that, Scarface. Scarface is incorrect. Yeah, De Niro is not in Scarface. Yeah. Jeffrey, Jeffrey the Steel. God, that's a good question. It's a guess for me, too. Goodfellas. Goodfellas good is guess. incorrect. The first Pacino's time, not in Goodfellas. No. The <laughs> first time the two of them are in the same movie is The Godfather Part Two. two. The first time they're in the same movie and same scene is Heat, Heat. 1995. I was, that's what I was trying to think of is Heat. 1995. That was a very good question. Thank very you. good question. What's the score, by the way? Uh, we have two, and Jeopardy Jeff has um, seven. Oh, right where we want them. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the category of technology, jelly bean, cupcake, and ice cream sandwich are versions of what operating system? What? Uh, What's the category? What? Technology. Woo! Bailey Dean. Uh, operating system? What is operating system? Like Windows. Mm-hmm. Oh. Five, four. App. An app. Three. We'll say we'll say Windows. Candy Crush. Yeah, Candy Crush. Candy Crush. Yeah, that's yeah. not right. Candy Rush is incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> what she operating said operating system? system. Why am I listening to you? I don't know what it is. Get out, out of my head. what it was. I, I don't know it either, but I'll just say <laughs> iOS iOS is incorrect. Must be a bunch of Android fan or um, iPhone fans out here. Those are Android operating systems. Every update has a candy themed or dessert themed operating system. Yeah, I don't yeah, sorry, I have a job. I have you. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking with technology, <clears throat> the Rift, the Go, and the Quest are VR headsets from this Boom. company. Bailey D. That would be Sony. Sony. Okay, let's go with Sony. Boom. Thanks. <laughs> what company makes the Rift, the Go, and the Quest VR headset? Jeopardy Jeff? Uh, Oculus? Oh, that's right. Oculus is correct. Oculus. I thought Oculus was like the thing, but the thing is the thing. Right. I thought it was called an Oculus. You, you've really screwed me up. How did I screw you up? <laughs> You you like? I only asked you one question. Last week I was on fire because I you weren't my you just shut up. I was here <laughs> last week. I'm distracted because my dog is named Jelly Bean, so I'm still back on that. Question. <laughs> All right, come on. We gotta. We don't have much time here. In the category right. of the solar system, only twelve people have walked here. Faith, Team Nikki D, Moon. Oh, I was gonna say Mars. The Moon. Twelve yeah. people walked on the Moon. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with the Moon. That's that's the easy you're answer. Because on fire. Yeah. Nobody's walked on Mars? What are you talking about? <laughs> we have yet to be on Mars. See, that's Come what on. I'm saying. Stop talking. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, what? No. no. <laughs> the moon is responsible for this oceanic phenomenon. Woo. Team Bailey Dean. No, it was Jeff. He, yeah, oh. I know. He cut out. I did not. You must have cut out. I apologize. He did. He, I, did. he has deferred to you. I saw Jeffrey his mouth Jeff. open. I don't know if well, he's. You're very, you're very kind. It's tides. Yeah. Tides would be correct. That is yes. so correct. I knew that, by the way. Seriously. <laughs> no, I did. I really did. I believe you. But I'm a fair player. Well, you're very kind. In the category of sports. Okay, let's go. Who is the only basketball player to score 100 <laughs> points? Whoa. Oh. That would be Jeopardy Jeff. 
Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. Wilt put up a hundred. No one else. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the Lady Huskies of this university. Have- hey, that would be Jeopardy Jeff again. UConn, University of Connecticut. Connecticut is correct. They have the most NCAA basketball championships. In the category of alcohol, what is the national drink of Cuba? Babe. Bailey D. Wine. Cuba? Oh, yeah, no. Cuba. Cuba. Not wine. It's tequila. Four, Let's try tequila. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Two, it's rum. One. Rum. Boom. No, it ain't rum. I the national drink of Cuba is... Oh, national drink. Mm-hmm. Cuba Libre? No. That would be incorrect. It would be the Mojito. Mojito. Mojito! He had the right alcohol. God, I need more than five okay. seconds. Right. She's in my head and I'm nervous. And I'm in your head. I Are you kidding me? I have a driver's license. <laughs> this game involves tossing balls into solo... Dave! That would be... Jeopardy Jeff. Oh, come on. I, and listen, I saw mouth and heard the oh, ant my just gosh. before you. That's crazy. Beer pong. Beer, Beer pong. pong. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> I don't want to know the score. <laughs> I just want to play. In the, ca- in the category. This is for all you people that have always wanted to play this game. In the category of literature. <sighs> in which play. book series does Neville Longbottom appear? Whoa. Jeopardy Jeff. Harry Potter. Harry Potter is correct. Harry Potter. Book category. People don't read, I don't read books. <laughs> George R.R. <laughs> Martin is best known for what? Whoa. Jeopardy. Jeff. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Mm. Incorrect. Oh. Yeah, uh, please finish the question. George R.R. Martin is best known for what series of novels? Oh. What Fine. series of novels? Series it's of not novels. Game of Thrones? No, it is um, Remember One. the Titans. <laughs> it would be A Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones, the first novel in the series. Oh, yeah, because that's what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. In the category of money, what is the general increase in prices of goods and services Faith. called? Nikki Dean. Inflation. Inflation. Inflation would be correct, yes. And with that one, that one's that was actually oh, that was a bonus question with eight hundred points. <laughs> what is the score? I can't see the that score. That was a daily double. <laughs> this score right now is thirteen to four. That was a daily oh eight hundred and four. All right, we've got to end this fun. We'll end it on a high note. <laughs> With our inflation. Which means the championship belt goes back to the five-time, 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 five-time World Heavyweight Jeopardy champion. And that would be the Brainiac himself, Jeopardy Jeff. Lori in Roseville, you chose wisely. Congratulations. Awesome. I can't wait. You get the two VIP passes, the designated driver ticket, Bruise in the Burbs, Saturday, May 20th uh, at Sunrise Marketplace. You'll join Nikki D. and Nelson out there, okay? Awesome. We'll see you out there. Come say hi. I definitely will. All right. Thanks for listening, Lori. Hang on. Follow Jeopardy Jeff. He's on the Facebook. He's on the Twitter. Got some weird handle, like JT something or another. (laughs) What is it? JTS65. JTS65. You can also find it on the back of my Fiero. My. You're just grasping at straws now, man. I don't know. <laughs> now, what I what I do, these guys are trying to figure me out. What I do is, what I think what people think I should say, I always try to think of something the opposite of what people would think I'd say. Nobody saw Fiero coming. 
No idea. <laughs> it's my saw. It's way out of left field. That's why I'm so interesting. <laughs> All right, Jeopardy Jeff, we love you so much. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Okay, sir? Thank you all. Congratulations. Thank you. See ya. I just don't think we gave him our best game today. We didn't. Those questions were harder today. I agree. I agree. I agree. It wasn't us. It was a question. I agree. You guys always lash out. I think it had a little bit to do with it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, first of all, who knows anything about geography and books? Yeah. (laughs) Like, who went to high school? You tell me the last person you met that actually graduated ninth grade. Uh, Robert De Niro was a category, and as we have now found out, at the age of 79, he has revealed something that uh, I don't think most 79-year-olds would actually reveal. I'll tell you what that is here in a minute. It's the BS on 90 Rock. This should be child abuse. Robert De Niro, 79 years old, is having a kid. Why would you call it child abuse? Because that poor kid is going to have the dad that looks like the, not grandfather, the great-grandfather. I don't know about you guys, but growing up without a father, right, you had all these different, I had all these different ideas in my head, these visions. And I would see some of my friends have young dads, and I thought that was the coolest. That was me. That was cool. All of my teachers thought my dad was my brother. Because they could, re- they looked like they could relate. You didn't get in as much trouble. That's not true. They okay. Well, that's the way this bastard looked at it. Right? And then you had the friends that had older parents, and they just looked ancient. They they didn't want to do anything. They didn't want to throw the ball. They're going to break a hip. They didn't go to the games because the games were past six o'clock and dinner was at four thirty. I mean, it was like. It was horrible. So you like as a kid, I grew up going, I never want to be the old parent. Now, luckily, I got into a situation where I'm a stepfather uh, to two amazing kids uh, that my wife did an amazing job as a single mother raising. You know, well, of course, then I stepped in and just upped the ante. (laughs) Um, But, you know, she had kids at a young age. And so, you know, and we're going to be empty nesters here in a minute. Yeah, and it's still she's it's still, still in her thirties. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're still when we're still young, right? That's good. But I mean, this kid, you know, his dad's going to be seventy nine. Let's just say eighty by the time it comes out. And when he's, you know, eight nine, he's playing t ball. Dad's going to be eighty eight. If he's even which still is like, alive, according to the last what eight years, nine ten years, that's the prime age to run for president of the United States. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> I, I think when you're old like that and you have kids, it's not child abuse, but it's definitely a disservice to the child because they're not truly going to have a parent. See, you're not going to live for 20, 30, 40 more years. So you're not going to see anything substantial happen in this child's life. So why are you being so combative? I'm not being combative. I'm just saying that I don't think it's child abuse. I just think it's poor decision making. Well, I'm not talking about like you go to jail, child support. Well, I know that. Abuse. I'm saying it's like a new version of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, where they just come to your house and say you're bad. <laughs> <laughs> Naughty. I do think it's poor decision making though. I've even seen the other side of the spectrum where like um, older people that have to raise kids, they don't even understand what's happening in the mm-hmm. world with the kids. So they still treat them how they did 50 years ago. And it's sad. He casually revealed this news in an interview with E.T. Canada. He didn't mention who the mother is, but last month he was spotted and rumored with girlfriend Tiffany Chen, and she had a baby bump. 
the article says, from Hollywood Reporter. He's got six other kids. He shares with two. Uh, he shares two of them with his first wife. Those kids are 51 and 46. Oh wow. Yeah. That's insane. Then he's got a set of 27-year-old twins with a former girlfriend. Even that's weird. Mm-hmm. And then two with his second wife. Those ages are 25 and 11. He's just popping these kids out left and right. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, what point? He's what? like the generational sperm donor. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's got everywhere from boomers to millennials in his childhood roster. Oh Why wouldn't God, he cut right. that off, though? I just think that's so sad. Like, when you have kids that far apart, even the brother-sister relationships, they're not good. I've got a theory on that. What's that? It's the Nick Cannon theory. Okay, because Nick Cannon's got what now? 380 kids? He has about 500 of them, yes. And he says, he pays for all of them. And, he does. And none of the, the baby mamas have an issue with him. He never gets beat up in the in, no. the, in, the, in the tabloids. Uh, he says he makes $100 million a year, and he, he says, I don't need all the money. I just take care of my kids. Yeah, Which, I saw that article. So it's like, okay, well, good for you, dude. You're giving, you know, they might not. And he doesn't seem like a horrible father. He seems like he's still there somehow for these kids. He does. It's not traditional, granted, but at least he's not a deadbeat dad. So right. hats off to Nick Cannon. But I've got a theory about people with money not getting vasectomies. So they are so narcissistic that they need to have a legacy. And they want their bloodline to keep going. And they've got so much money that it's not an issue, right? So they can work out some deal with whoever they knock up, and they're like, hey, I'm going to give you 20 grand a month. What's 20 grand a month? If you keep my name going. Just keep, just keep my legacy going. That's my theory on that. And that could be it, but I still think that it – Long term, the kid's not going to have the best not knowing who their father is. Well, we'll know, but not have a personal connection. And then their siblings are going to be so old, they're not going to have a personal connection with them either. I mean, think about what are the reasons why people would want to have an obscene amount of children, right? If you've had children, you know, one, two, three, great. Mm -hmm. Now, there are people that exist that still believe in the we have children for one reason and one reason only. Populate the earth procreate mm -hmm. my father-in-law is like that okay he he, he he believes that's why he's got some weird theories on life <laughs> but he's a procreating kind of guy you know he's like well you got to procreate because that's why we're here we're human beings we procreate i'm not saying he's wrong i'm just saying it's just kind of weird but anyway so you got that theory now if you want an obscene amount of kids let's say eight or more six or more okay six or more kids it's a lot of kids that is a lot kids. think about the when you go house shopping to buy a six-bedroom house is very expensive. But you know, most people who have a lot of kids like that, those kids don't have their own rooms. They all mm -hmm. bunking up and sharing. Which is weird. But anyway, you have a lot. A lot of times, those people do it because they're narcissistic, you know. And then you have the slingers that are just out there. Slingers. They're not. Slinging. They're not trying to have kids. But and they're they, not taking care of them either. They're just good shots, mm -hmm. right? They're not taking care of them. They're not taking care right? of them. Absolutely. But I think the main reason is narcissism. People want and feel like their legacy needs to live. You think Eddie Murphy's a narcissist then? How many kids does he have? Ten. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he's a he's yeah, he's a, a celebrity. Yeah. I'm saying common people because because I think you might be onto something. When I was younger, I used to want five kids or more. Why? My reasoning: I wanted a lot of kids of my kids to come visit me at Christmas time. Like I wanted <laughs> people to be at my house. And then you when were I tried to literally make friends, yeah, like I wanted my house to be full for every holiday when I was old. So I'm like, I gotta have at least five kids. Everybody oh. will always come to my house, and I'll have kids and grandkids, and my house will be full, and I won't be like old and lonely. That was my reasoning. Mm -hmm. But then I had one kid, and I was like, oh no. 
is oh. for the birds. Oh, no. <laughs> she said no. So I never had another one. Are you sure you didn't say, you know what, I'd really like like a, like a real basketball team. <laughs> if yeah. I have five kids, I can be a backup. I can be a player coach. <laughs> <laughs> that was my theory. That's, That's why great. I wanted five kids. Yeah, but wish, it didn't work out. I wish. So we that that a is a little narcissistic of me, though, huh? Extremely. Because yeah. I want them people at my house. That's crazy. You just so wanted, you might be right. It, not even at your house. You just wanted them one day out of the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Christmas. And, and notice <laughs> in that conversation, you not once said that I wanted to buy gifts for five people. You're no. like, I just wanted to be at my house. I did. <laughs> I did. What were you saying? I just wish we, uh, my ex-wife and I were, were set to have a third, and then we had a divorce instead. I wish we would have had a third. That's my only, like, I guess, regret as a parent, not having a third kid. That might be the dumbest thing I've heard all day. Mom, <laughs> you just said you got a divorce. You would have had a third child no. and now divorced and had issues. You know, that's no, bad. I get what you're saying. It's better that it worked out this way, but I do lament the fact that I did not have a third child. I always saw myself as having three kids. Why? Why? I just love, I, I don't know. I love my two babies and I wish I would have had a third baby. <laughs> oh, I God, here. Then why did you get fixed? You could have had more. Oh, I'm not going to have more. After, after, after my marriage was done, that was it. I wasn't going to have more. Actually, the universe... Yeah. Stepped in and said, "No more." Uh-huh. They held me down. They held me down. <laughs> don't ask him. Don't let him get in on conversations like this because he gets weak. I just want out too. I just love kids, man. <laughs> I do. I love my baby. He does. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. You know, if I get out on four, I'm gonna play four square. <laughs> four square. You're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't know why you got to question me. I just if we would have gotten the boys with them kids, I just love babies. <laughs> you can't get them involved in these kind of conversations. Keep them to you like. Asked him what he was gonna say. I know, but you cut him off, and I felt bad. He's just sitting over there, kind of staring at me like a dog in a window. Uh-huh. Like, oh, here it comes. We get the tissue box. Everybody's going to start crying. Will you hold me later? <laughs> just love babies, man. I do. My babies, not your babies, you know? Yeah, just my babies. If we would have stayed together, God, it would have been glorious. <laughs> Imagine. Three kids in divorce. Keep them to like two, three word answers <laughs> from now on. And I said it was why. <laughs> Get it out. I'm sorry. All I said was why. That's all I asked. Oh, God. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. <coughs> She's dying. I'm sorry. I'm ready. All right. Second round of headlines. The dying Nikki D. What do you got? I'm going to tell you where poop spilled onto people's cars. Don't say, and, we don't say that word on this show. Oh, and what city of... I'm going to tell you why the city of Davis is back in the news. Oh, that was good. The third don't one. make me laugh when I got to do headlines. You know what we're going to name the third kid, David. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> Davis Nelson Foxtrot. <laughs> Junior. <laughs> All right. All right, you're making me laugh. All right, second round of headlines. Give us a minute. we got to compose ourselves. It's the BS on any rock. The BS. Stand by for news.
Hey, here we go. Composed and ready to rock and roll. Second round of headlines, Nikki D. Some drivers in Colorado got way more than bird droppings on their cars. H3. So I keep getting a lot of people asking me, what do we do with the septic waste when we pump it out of the tank? We have the option to hook our truck, the back of our truck, up to one of these discharge no- nozzles. So this is the new guy, and last week he stood in front of the valve as he ripped it off and got hit with sewage. commuters on a colorado highway on their way to work doing their thing and all of a sudden a truck that was carrying sewage sewer backup things you know i'm not gonna say because it'll gross bailey out thank you the nozzle came off and it just started spewing across the highway so a reporter that works for kusa tv said he was actually behind the truck and a lot of it came right onto his car luckily his windows and his sunroof roof were closed but he said to get the smell out of his car still very hard he's washed it and had a detail three different times they're not sure what happened or why the truck valve popped off they said that it's not considered a contamination it's not hazardous so people are fine was that guy working was he like was there a story or we just happened to be behind this truck no he just happened to be behind the truck Ugh. on his way going somewhere that's a reporter popped off dream right there <laughs> exactly he's like oh my god let me call my news director you're not gonna believe this all right First on K2 whatever, KUSA KUSA at 6 o'clock, you're going to hear it first from me on my cell phone of what just happened. Yeah, because he recorded it on his cell phone. That's the video that you see online that's going viral around of all the stuff on the road. So they're still working to clean it up. People are upset. Right now the city isn't saying that they're going to pay to have people's cars detailed or anything like that, but I think they should. It always reminds me of that scene. Have you ever seen Ready to Rumble, the wrestling movie from the 90s with DDP and all the WCW guys and it stars um, David Arquette. Yes, and uh, uh, what's this Scott? Uh, the the uh, oh, the guy that played Con- Stifler, right? No, 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 no. It's um, it's uh, James Con Kane's son, I believe it is. Anyway, and they they work for you. Never seen it, I'm sure. No, Nikki. I have not they, seen they, it. They they they're big wrestling fans, like diehard wrestling fans. But they mm-hmm. work for a sewage, like they do porta potties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about going to this wrestling match, and they're sitting on the back of the truck as it's leaking, and they're sitting there mm-hmm. eating sandwiches. Oh yes, oh. yeah, that sounds <laughs> like, gross. Oh. Scott Con. Scott Con. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, second one, please. The city of Davis is hit with more crime. H4. Police say the robbery happened yesterday afternoon at the Banner Bank. That's on F Street. Say the guy walked in, got away with cash before walking north back on F Street. The man walks into the bank. He doesn't vanish a weapon. So they're saying this is a bank robbery where he didn't pull out a weapon. No one saw him with a weapon. I don't think that's going to change the charges any. But they say he's about 40 to 50 years old. They said he was 5'9". He had on a white hat, sunglasses, a black sweater, and some black pants. And that's pretty much all the information they have. They didn't disclose how much money he got away with, but he literally walked in the bank, robbed it, and walked right back out. What do you mean robbed? Did he give a letter or did he say, hey, this is a stick up? Or it what? does not say what he said to the lady other than he went in and got money from her and left. You know what I wish is, I well, first off, you know, Davis has been through enough. They have. Right? If you're a bad guy, there has to be a grace period. Right? I mean, they just had a freaking serial killer there. You can't back-to-back bad guy things in a city. Exactly. Give them a break. You can't do that. That's like against all bad guy code. And you know what I think, too? He did it because he knew people were already so on edge that he just walked in, no gun, no nothing, give me the money. That's classless. The second thing I wish uh, would happen 
is I wish instead of companies firing employees for them sticking up for said company and telling them not to do anything and not have pride in where they work and who they work for, like we used to back in the day day, mm-hmm. I wish it was a different attitude, that same attitude where it's like, I will die for Arby's. Or I will die for the first bank of Davis. I'm not dying for nobody's job. But see, that's the mentality. But back in the day, if you worked someplace and you saw somebody, look, I worked at Babbage's. All right, Babbage's was a video game oh, store yes. that then turned into electronic boutique, and then I think then GameStop. Mm-hmm. And I would catch kids coming into, and we used to have the games on the shelves. And I would catch kids stealing, it, and I'd be like, "What are you doing?" And I'd confront them, and I'd stop them. <laughs> Because I'd die for Babbage's. And guess what? If you die for Babbage's, they would have your job posted the next day. Well, I took pride in my job as a 16-year-old in the mall because it was awesome. But I took pride in it because I looked at it like, look, I'm on the clock. I'm in charge of this stuff. (laughs) And you're yours. And and yeah, it's mine right now. I'm in charge of it. You're trying to steal from me. And if we had more people with that attitude, and then you just ruled. You handed these people their ass. What did we call it? Um, the F. No, FAFO. FAFO. Yeah. F around and find out. F around and find out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You, F around and find yeah, out. Yeah, what yes. you're going to find out is somebody will turn around and shoot and kill you for a video game. You feel like that's what your life is worth and you don't want to die stupid. That's the definition of dying stupid. I'm going to, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. <laughs> well, you can respectfully disagree, but that's exactly what you will be doing. I saw a uh, video on this uh, Twitter account that I follow that's got all these just nutty videos that they, they put out. This uh, guy working at a smoke shop in Vegas, and these two bad guys came in with the hoods, and the guy jumps over the counter to steal vapes. This kid behind the counter, he was a kid, like young 20s, mm-hmm. he grabs a knife and starts going to town on the bad guy. Wails on him. You know what Whoa. I'm saying? Good for you. Put holes in that some bitch. Because you don't know if that kid had a gun or if that kid was going to assault you. Well, in that case, and somebody's jumping over a counter and you have to defend yourself, yes. Uh-huh. But what Bailey's talking about and people running behind people out of stores, that's just silly. Well, they used to call it stabbages, too. You know, you Baffled. I got you. I understand. I got your joke. It's still silly. I'm not dying for, for nobody's stuff. It's not I'd happening. I'd die for you. You would oh. die for me. I would. If someone's trying to harm me? If, yeah. That's, but that's what most people do if I somebody would die they for you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're trying to be funny. If somebody's trying to harm somebody, well, yeah. that's different. If we were like on a spaceship. If we were on a spaceship, <laughs> who's trying to kill me on a spaceship? I'd die for him. <laughs> You're probably doing some movie lyrics I don't know. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> movie lyrics. <laughs> I want to act my favorite song next. <laughs> All right, let's let's see if we can get some listener participation. Sometimes it's like pulling teeth, getting stuff out of you guys, but uh, I'm trying, I'm doing my best. Oh, anybody listening? Hello. Um, so <laughs> this is a very personal question. So if you if, if you call, that's great. I'd appreciate it. But I need to talk to somebody that used to possibly, I doubt, currently taking a lot of drugs. And it's affected your memory (laughs) because I've got a situation going on with somebody I know, and I don't understand it at all. Nikki thinks this is hilarious because she she doesn't believe any of this. (laughs) She thinks it's all made up. It's all a story. (laughs) But I need I need ex druggies, you know, and it's great. You know, you're clean now and I'll put you over and all that good stuff. But I need to understand how this works. 
Like, how? what did you take? How much did you take? And what can't you remember? And how are you getting your memory back? That's the most important question. Oh, that is a good question. Because I don't understand any of it, right? 916-909-0985. It's the BS on any rock. In desperate need to talk to former drug users. <laughs> Single white male. <laughs> man for DM. Drug man. 916-909-0985. Thanks for listening. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. Give us a follow on the social media. Listen to the BS, please, on the Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook. Also on YouTube if you'd like to subscribe. There's thousands and thousands of hours of content up there at The Bailey Show. Uh, is this Tyler? Hey, how's it going? Good, brother man. So before I get into my story, because I'm going to, since you're the only guy I got, um, I'm going to kind of go back and forth with you. But just real quick, give me a little background to make sure this is what I'm looking for. You used to use drugs? Yeah, I started using drugs at a really young age. Both my parents were drug addicts. I started using meth at the age of 10 because my dad started giving it to me. He told me it was wake-up medicine so we could go fucking digging in trash cans whoa, and whoa, whoa, recycle. Whoa, 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 All right, well, whoa. don't let the drugs make you use bad language on the radio. You're going to get us in trouble. My bad. All right, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, okay, so your dad used to give you meth. That's a horrible story. I'm really sorry to hear about that. You sound like you got a little bit of a, a, a lisp or a twang in your voice. Is that from all the drug use? I'm being serious. I mean, I hope not, but it might be. Okay. <laughs> did, 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 did you forget a lot of things in your life? How old are you? I am 27 now, and I got clean after my first daughter was born when I was 20. And Good I, for you. I don't know. I do got to say uh, I work in the trade. I'm an electrician, but... Um, I forget a lot of stuff all the time. <laughs> do you do you have pieces of your life that you have no memory of? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. I would say necessarily at a young age, I don't remember that, but I remember everything growing up for the most part. You okay. know what I mean? Okay, but you do have gaps, is what you're saying. So here, let me let me tell you why. I'm just going to keep you on. You're going to be my co-host, Nikki's screen and phone calls real quick. So, um, I had a best friend for like a year and a half in middle school. And I can remember, me personally, I can remember when I was three. Like, I have a very good memory. People don't believe me, but I do. And this dude was, like, way cool because these are the years that I became a bad kid. I started smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, drinking alcohol, fighting, sneaking out of the house, touching girls. And I was, like, 12 years old. It's wild. You know, it's way too young. And I did all this stuff with him. He was a very, very bad influence, but he was so cool. And he was a nice guy, and we were friends. And so uh, I always wanted to know what happened to him because I had moved. This was I lived in Naples, Florida. When I moved from Maryland, I moved to Naples when I was 11. And then after a year and a half, my mother got remarried, and we moved to Sarasota, Florida. <clears throat> so, you know, it was about a year and a half that we were best friends, like the besties. And we were such good. Let me tell you how great of friends we were, guys. We were such good friends that we bought each other or i might have just bought him a you best just bought him a best friend bracelet from things remembered <laughs> oh my god and he engraved it and oh, put no, in there he... that i love you you're my best friend i didn't ever. say i love you but i said bff <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story it's a true story so 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 we're best friends and then all these years and i really usually don't care about people from my past i'm a move forward kind of guy mm. Uh, but this guy, for some reason, I was like, and I could never find him on social media. Out of the blue, like six, seven, eight months ago, 
His his name comes up on my really? people you may know on Facebook. So I friend him and he friends, you know, okay, confirms the friend thing. And then I write him a message. I'm like, dude, you know, I was I went by Jason Cole at the time. I had a different last name because of my first stepdad, mm-hmm. long story. And so I was like, you know, hey, we, you know, dude, I, how you been? I miss you. I love you so no, much. No, I didn't say I miss so you and I love you. Oh my gosh, you remember our bracelet? And so I said to him, <laughs> I go, uh, I go, we had some good times. He goes, hey, d- to be honest with you, man, I have no memory of the last 30 That's... years of my life. Wow. He lost a whole three decades? He had the no... bracelet made him forget it. <laughs> he he had... was so traumatized. He had a bracelet. And so it has something, I know it has something to do with drugs. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't know what type of drugs. And so, Tyler, that's why I was asking is, you know, is that normal? And what type of drug would do that? I'm guessing like salvia or something along yeah. those lines, something more, you know, psychedelic or something that'll mess up your mind. Right. Or like an MDMA. What is that? Immediately, yeah, exactly. Like some party drug or something, you yeah, know? Yeah. Immediately, my mind goes to ecstasy and Molly. And, and, What's sal- sal- what is Salvia is like, uh, it's. Uh, is that like a synthetic weed? That's what everyone built yes, it as, exactly. but it's like really psychedelic. Like if you listen to like Rogan has talked about it several times, it takes you to like a whole other world, but it lasts for like 10 minutes. Oh, okay. But you, that'll make you forget stuff, huh? Yeah. My brother, Trevor, he had a bad experience with it and he, oh, Trevor. he, he has panic attacks and everything has never been the same since so. alright well I'm going to move on with this story Tyler I appreciate you listening I appreciate you being honest and you know what the most important thing in this phone call bro is that you got clean and you did it for yourself and your daughter and that, that's a that's a that's a big step and a true man so good for you alright thank you guys alright see ya stay on the straight and narrow my friend uh, there's more to this story by the way but Cecilia and Sack how are you hi I'm great how are you guys you don't sound like a former druggie <laughs> I get that kind of a lot. I didn't quite look like one either, but I had a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Okay. So you're, do you mind if I ask how old you are right now? Yeah, um, I'm 30. Okay. And when was this drug use and how long was it? Oh, gosh. Um, so it really started when I was about 14. I had spent a year in the hospital, and in that year, I almost died. They had mm-hmm. me on a fentanyl drip. They had me on oxys, on Ativan, on all kinds of stuff. And so that's kind of where it started. Um, it went on for about 10 years, and at the end of it, I was doing meth and heroin, um, and that was about four and a half years ago. I got clean on October 18th or October 20th of 2018. Oh, good for you. That's, that's awesome. right. Yeah. What, what, what made you get clean? Um, you know, I was kind of pushed into it, but I wanted to. I let myself get found out. Um, and so when it kind of finally came out, it was like a huge weight off my shoulders and I was able to go get, go get help and go get clean and everything's been a lot better since then. That's good. Not a lot of people can do that. My cousin's oldest daughter OD'd, died. Oh, I'm sorry. And I think, I think it was from heroin. It was crazy. I, I mean, cause I didn't know her other than when she was born. I remember when she was born. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. it. And then you just hear all these horrible, and then she had a kid and that kid was uh, born with some drugs and challenges. Yeah. A lot of challenges, you know, and it's it's very, very yeah. sad. So back to my my point, my question, my story, Cecilia, is there a, a gap gap in your life that you don't remember? You know, um actually it's interesting. What I was gonna say is the it I can only speak for myself. So for me, the reason I was using drugs was because of stress and trauma. So 
I was using the drugs as a kind of, um, you know, an intentional forgetter. So the whole point was to forget. When I started getting clean and sober and I created more safety within myself to remember the trauma and to go back and to feel those experiences and those emotions, that's kind of when the memory started to come back for me. Um, so that's what it was for me. I can't speak for anybody else, but I was using the drugs to forget. So I didn't want to remember, right? I, I didn't want those, those memories. And then when I was able to get better and stronger and kind of face what was going on, um, the memories were able to come back. Can I ask kind of a really juvenile question? Do you mind? Yeah, ask anything. Did you have a lot of sex when you were on drugs? I always picture like more for women than guys mm-hmm. is like you just are like uh, out of control, out of control, you know, because everybody, especially women, go through that slutty stage, you know what I mean? And so like, but when you're on drugs, you see in the movies, they're like, oh, just pimp me out, you know, that kind of thing. Did that happen to you? You know, that's such an interesting question. For me personally, I have known a lot of people like that. For me personally, I was in an abusive relationship and I would actually use the drugs to feel some kind of connection so that I could have sex with him. Wow. Because I felt so disconnected and so you know, just unloved and unwanted and undesired. And so I, and we would do drugs together and it would kind of create this artificial bond. Um, And as soon as I stopped doing the drugs, I was like, oh, I really don't like him very much. (laughs) Wow. Did you find it was more with the meth that got you to that place than than the heroin did? Oh, gosh. Um, They're very different feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, I also have a lot of chronic, I have chronic illness, which is where the hospital stay came in from. So I was using the heroin for the pain part and then eventually, you know, you get sick from it and you get so tired. Um, I didn't even really like the stimulants, but you know, I had to go to work (laughs) and, um, do things, um, and be awake. So I didn't use the mess that much, but when we did it, it definitely, um, so, so are there blocks? You want are, to do that. Are there blocks of blank? Like you don't remember a thing? Um, you know, the, my memory blocks are more from like adolescence and childhood. Um, the ones that were more recent were able to come back a little bit more, okay, more so easily. I've already, I've already talked to two druggies, and they have the great memory. So I don't know what this guy's on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what, what is this? What did this guy take that he couldn't remember? That's what I was. See, you know, um, if he was doing a lot of um, amphetamines, I was going to say I've had friends, too, who have had psychotic breaks mm, from the amphetamines. Cecilia, here's what you're doing right now. You're proving you're proving Nikki D's point. Like the guy just doesn't want to remember. He does not. Because this is the other side. (laughs) This is the other side of the story is is I'm like, you know, it's been brought up because we've had this conversation, you know, on my former podcast and. And it was like, how does this guy not remember me? Like, I remember every day with this dude. Like, I remember I, the long. I remember going to the, the YMCA middle park, school dance. I holding remember, hands. I remember going, doing everything. I gave him my round on a merry-go-round together. Shut up! <laughs> Why are you saying it in a sexy way too? She's like, that's how he remembers it. That was his best friend. BFF. And this guy doesn't remember things. So anyway, here's the other part of this story, Cecilia. And this is kind of why I bring it up. So I get messaged from him the other day. And it's he says he go, he went out to dinner with his mom. I remember his mom. We used to steal cigarettes. She was yeah. coming with a carton. We steal cartons. Or, <laughs> used to bake them cookies, and they said, "How do you do?" Can I tell my story? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're so being a dick <laughs> about my friend. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so he's like, "Yeah, so I was out to lunch with my mother, 
And she told me that you and I went to Bible camp together, which we did. And we got kicked out, which we did. Together. Together. Well, because we started. Holding a, hands. No, shut up. Okay. Because we started a rumble. Rumble. They were rumbling. That means they were rolling around, maybe in the grass or something together. Oh, sorry. Was, go ahead. You think it was a two-man rumble? Yeah. Just him and his BFF rumbling. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Go I'm going to shut your effing mic off in a second. So so it was, he's like, my mother told me that you and I, like, have a lot of good like good times together. Great times. He doesn't remember any of it. Any of it. I mean, mm-hmm. just, I'm offended. It's a figment yeah. of Bailey's imagination. No. <laughs> <laughs> he imagined the BFF. Mm, and so they held that. hands and gave him engraved bracelets. So I'm actually starting to buy into it. Going, did I make this guy up in my head? <laughs> he did. You <laughs> totally made it up. Maybe it was the drugs I was taking. <laughs> You are a young Nelson. You just admiring oh him from afar. God. I was like, you I know, I want to be you. Was it? Was it that I didn't have any friends? Like, am I living in one of those? What are they called? The like the like diff- a, oh, a wonderland psychotic break or a, a uh, no the uh, different worlds the where people think that we're living in a diff- oh you're in a different the reality alternate reality an alternate reality oh. <laughs> the matrix yeah are you living in a computer simulation <laughs> that's what I'm trying to think simulation, of yeah, simulation. Yeah. <laughs> he is that's exactly where he's living I don't know Cecilia God don't know him so here's the thing is that so this last message Cecilia he sends me he sends me his phone number. And he's like, I'd like to talk to you and, and you know, talk about these old times. <laughs> and so I'm I'm really like, I got to find the time to do this. You know, I mean, I've got to, you know, obviously we're, we're I'm, I'm assuming we're on a different coast and I'm going, okay, I, I got to carve out like a couple hours uh-huh. to do this. A couple of hours. I mean, y'all just walk down a sidewalk, hail hands and exchange bracelets. It's not going to take hours to talk about. We, we got to go through a year and a half, two years of life, <laughs> actually two plus years. Because I was still friends with him after I moved to Sarasota. So I was like, okay, well, I want to talk to him. And then I want to ask him to come on the radio show. Because, you know, my life has to go through these speakers. Yes. And and not to embarrass him, but I find this fascinating that somebody, because we're the same age. I find this fascinating that this guy doesn't remember like 80% you? of his, yeah, me and 80% of his life. <laughs> He comes on this radio show. The first question I want to ask him is, how can you not remember that Bailey gave you a four-wheeler? Well, that's going to be he really interesting if you ask that question because all four of your tires in your car will be popped <laughs> on your way to work, so you're not going to be able to get here. You don't remember getting an engraved BFF bracelet? It's going to be National Bitch Day, so you get the day off. <laughs> My God, man. <laughs> You don't remember holding hands, getting ice cream? We didn't hold hands, Ash Jack. Y'all held pinkies. Sorry, y'all were blood brothers. We did sleep in the same bed together. It was a lot of bed. I know. Y'all did. Underneath the covers. You sound like a twisted (laughs) gypsy or something. Yeah. Who's that lady that gave you your future? Oh, yes. I think you're right. Cleo. You want me to be Miss Cleo? Yeah, you sound like like a. 1-800-SEX-WEIRD. I'm just recounting Cleo. all the fun, wonderful times you had with your BFF. Stop saying it so soft. All right, Cecilia. 
I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm going to say the same thing to you that I said to the other gentleman. Good for you for getting clean. Seriously, <laughs> thank um, you. That takes a lot to do. You, you sound like you you got it all figured out right now. So I wish you nothing but the best of luck. And I'm always a big fan of people that can pull their lives together and move forward in a positive way. And it sounds like you're doing that. So good for you. Thank you, thank you. I'm a big fan of your guys' show. Thank you for having me on. Thank, thank you. you, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, of all course. Right. You we'll guys see. have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye. That woman right there did not sound like she ever took a drug in her life. I know. Thank God she got clean. Sound like she was a valedictorian at Harvard. Right. Well, we have some more callers that want to talk. <laughs> if you if you don't if you keep talking in that voice, I'm seriously going to be pissed. Well, as long as we talk about this story, we have to have this voice. I, I don't like the voice. Well, I don't care what you like. We're talking about your BFF, and we're going to remember him fondly. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about baseball next time. <laughs> I'll find a baseball story. Oh, my God. A lot of home runs hit last night. Not Daryl Strawberry, though, right? You don't want to talk about him. No. No baseball player that's ever taken drugs. Cal Ripken. It's going to be the Cal Ripken segment. Uh, Ryan and Sack, if you could please just hang on. We'll get to you here in a second. Use drugs for 20 years. 20 years. Wow. 20 years, Ryan he and Sack used 20, uh, drugs. So maybe he can give me some answers. I, I think what I really want to know is what's what drug would do that? Mm-hmm. You know, because I can't just bust out and ask this guy on Facebook, like, dude, what drug were you using? Why can't you ask him? You guys were BFFs. You, when you call him, that's one of should be one of your questions. Like, what did you use that erased your memory of me oh, in I all de- of our fond times? Oh, I definitely will. Yeah. I, I definitely will when I talk to him. But I'm just saying, like, I want to know now. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. We can look and see if he's been arrested for anything. Oh, yeah. We could mm-hmm. do that. Check his record. Yeah. Well, it doesn't say the type of drug. just says narcotics. Uh, a lot of times you can find out just by the schedule of drug that they put in the, the charges. Oh, Trafficking. Cocaine or something. <laughs> yeah. Don't question that guy on drugs. Listen, I'm not. <laughs> Shut up. 916-909-0985. If you'd like to join in on this conversation, still looking for uh, some drug users, ex-drug users. Because the ones that are currently using drugs probably aren't listening to us right now. You're, <laughs> using. Some, you're using. All right, give us a minute. It's the BS on 90 Rock. Nikki D, you can make fun of me all you want for my very special relationship in seventh grade with my very special friend that doesn't remember me mm-hmm. because of his drug use, which is the conversation that we're having now, and all of these people waiting to talk to us on the radio that have had former drug issues that might answer the question of what drug he had taken in order to lose the memory. But you might make fun of me, but I was way ahead of my time. How were you ahead of your time? Reading today that the rise of bromances are up. Young men engaging in close friendships, <laughs> expressing feelings like never before. And you want to know the reason? What's the reason? Talk about being a progressive seventh grader. Jason <laughs> Bailey was a progressive seventh grader. I'm sure. The rise in bromance is because we are finally getting over the ignorant hump of being homophobic. Not everybody, but mm-hmm. for the most part. Because that was the thing in the 80s, like... Get off me, F-word. Right. You know, don't put your arm around me. Or even leading into the 90s where everything was gay this or that's that, you know. But now we've understood that, like, if you're gay, that's give fine. give each other friendship bracelets, yes, that are engraved. Well, yeah, but You I, reinvented the wheel. I, I, was, I was the first. <laughs> well, you invented the wheel. Yeah, I invented the damn thing. Yeah, these kids today are reinventing it. Yeah, I was a square before I got there. 
<laughs> Thank God for your chisel. Now it's a circle. Yeah. By the way, you guys are welcome. Everybody. <laughs> All the dudes that have dudes as buddies, you guys are welcome. That's why I call them the people's champ. That's right. Ryan and Sack, how are you, sir? How's it going? Good. So you heard the story, right? I got this guy, this friend of mine. We were very close for a couple of years. We were best buddies. I gave him a friendship bracelet. And he doesn't remember me. And he doesn't remember anything. He's got to get reminded by his mother and stuff. Um, and it's because of drug use. Any idea what drug he might have taken? Oh, uh, name it. Name, well, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> this is what we're trying to find out. That's what we're trying to find out. Yeah, I mean, you were a drug user for 20 years from what I'm reading, right? 25 plus years. Wow. Okay. What were you doing? What were you taking? Math. Really? How'd you get how'd you get caught on that? Isn't that kind of like weird that's all chemicals from under the sink? I know, but it's like instant. It'll get you. Get you high? Uh, I was getting the meth that you hold up to a light and it looks like a prism. Oh, so you're getting that Walter White stuff. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, like they would call that they call that glass. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, like Nikki, the, do you feel like you're in a conversation I, you shouldn't be a I, part of right now? I feel like I'm so lost. And it's not unusual. Sometimes I'm lost, but I'm really lost. So, Ryan, how old are you now? I stopped one day without even trying. Really? He stopped without using even, meth in one day. That's yeah, what I got, he's saying. No, I got that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's like an old shoe. It didn't fit. You just got sick of it. You're done with it. Without even trying. Okay, but uh, doing drugs for 20 years, and when did you quit? How long ago? No, over 25 years ago. Okay, yeah, but when did you quit? How? Oh, over 25 years ago. Jeez. Yes. Okay. Have you had a memory loss in that time? Like, there's certain gaps of your life that you don't remember at all? I'm sure there are, but the gap that I don't have was the day I stopped doing it. Really, that's very interesting. Because, and, I, and, and please don't take this the wrong way, but it does sound like it has affected your speech. Yeah, well, alcohol does that. Oh, you're drunk now? No, not drunk. Intoxicated, yes, but not drunk. Okay, so did you substitute the drugs for the alcohol? Uh, no, I substituted. I did everything. I put it, put it there. I was on it, in it. Okay, and where are you at right now, Ryan? I'm in a campground. Okay, do you live there? I'm thinking about it. Okay, excellent. Oh. And and you'd be moving from park there. There. Okay. And you're by yourself drinking at the campground. Do you have a tent? No, no, I have my own vehicle. Okay, I'm sorry. So you sleep in a car at the campground. Yes, but I listen to your guys' show yeah. every day. And that's so sweet. That's I appreciate awesome. that. I'm just, appreciate I'm just trying to make sure you're okay, Ryan. So right. you're you're homeless, I'm assuming, right? I smoke my herb and I drink my beer. I drink my beer and I smoke my herb. Right. And you and then you sleep in your car at the campground. Yes. Okay. Now you don't smoke your herb and drink your beer while you're driving your home. No negative, Ghost Rider. Excellent. Negative. Blue team approves. Right. Okay. Responsible. Yeah. Very responsible. Everything else okay? Do you need anything? Are you 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 good? You got you know food and all that stuff. Well, no, I'm good. I just want some tickets to aftershock, baby. Well, I tell you, if I had them, I would give them to you because you got everything. I mean, like we just gave away a VIP package, and we you wouldn't even you know to tell you. you got your car, you know. But we don't have that right now. Um, but 
I want to make sure that you got you got food, you got you got you got everything, right? You're okay. You're good, good, good to go. I'm good. It's just freaking the police won't leave me alone. And why is that? Because. Excellent answer. Is there another reason? <laughs> no. It's just, well, <laughs> other vehicles got stolen, and now I got a new vehicle. So now all the sheriffs want to know who this new vehicle is. It's got a name. And so they were um, familiar it, with your old one. Well, they they're they're saying that you might have stolen that vehicle. That's what they're saying. Yeah, my my vehicle was stolen with my uh, identity, freaking my medical records. Wow. Okay. And where did you get this new car? Say again. Where did you get this new car? It was in Sacramento. I picked it up for four grand. It's another van, but it's a lot okay. nicer. Old one, the bitch that stole my van probably did me a favor, except for my birth certificate. Do you know the person that stole your van? No, it was a female. Oh, okay. Well, you said bitch. I was like, didn't think it was an ex girlfriend or <laughs> right. something like that. But it was a female that stole your van. So you had four thousand dollars to buy this van. Do you just walk around with a bunch of cash on you? No, no, no. This is a personal loan because my arm is shattered. And I'm going through a lawsuit right now, and I'm homeless, but I'm living in my vehicle. So I took out a personal loan to get this vehicle that I'm calling you from right now. Just out of curiosity, who gave you a personal loan? Was it a bank? No, no, no. It was, um, uh, uh, this might sound strange, uh, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Okay, so you have family in the area. Yes. Why don't they let you sleep at their house? Well, they have their own lives and they have their own children and such like that. And I'm one of those ones that do not want to be a bother to anybody. Oh, you don't sound like you're a bother. You sound like a great guy. Fun time. Well, no, I'm an ambidextrous octopus that called in last week. Right. Uh huh. Well, I don't know if you heard, but Nelson's got a new place. Yeah, you have a room. <laughs> he has a room. That's yeah, free. Room. <laughs> it might. I, oh, actually, free. you know, I take that back. It's probably not as nice as your friend. Oh, you're so wrong. <laughs> you're probably safer at the campground. <laughs> and you're probably safer at the campground. <laughs> All right. Hey, look, I got to run, Ryan, but I, I feel good that you're okay. If you need us for anything, you call us, okay? I'll, I'll make sure you get whatever it is that you need, all right? Great job. Thank you so much. I wait for you guys every day. I appreciate Aww. that, sir. All right. Be safe. And again, keep us in mind if you need us. All right. Love, love. All right. We'll see you. It's a tough spot to be in, man. It's a grown sure. man living in his van in a campground, drunk at 530 in the evening. In high spirits <laughs> oh, still. Oh, here we go. He is. No, Nelson. Ooh. I didn't even say anything. I was quiet. <laughs> no, I saw the, the the weird lip, you know, the, oh. the quiver. I feel bad for a guy. I got drunk like that when I was going to have a third kid. <laughs> Why you can bring a third kid back up? I was like, I was like, my wife was like, you want a divorce? I was like, yeah, I just want to started drinking Mad Dog and the D stands for Nelson David. Just <laughs> has, <laughs> Nelson just has feelings and emotions for people and things. All right, uh, Willie, if you you got to hang on. It might be for a minute. Uh, same with you, Nick, But and I apologize. We got carried away with Ryan. We do have to do headlines here, and then when we come back, we, we can talk to you. So, I don't know, during break, why don't you go I talk, to, talk him. to him? I'll talk to him. It'll come back on. Big drug day here on the show. <laughs> 
All right, third round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you where internationally the NFL is playing and the best brunch spots in SAC. All right, get you third round of headlines here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rocks. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Headlines. All right, here we go. Third round of headlines, Nikki D. The NFL goes international for Black Friday, H5. There they are, 2023 NFL International Games. The Jaguars kick off the series on Sunday, October 1st, when they face the Falcons at Wembley Stadium. You can catch that game on ESPN+. The Jacksonville Jaguars will become the first NFL team to play two international games this season. They're going to be back-to-back in London this year. Then they're going to host the Falcons at Wembley Stadium October the 1st, visit the Buffalo Bills October the 8th, also the Tennessee Titans, the Baltimore Ravens on October the 15th. All right, I don't need to hear the Jacksonville schedule. Oh, you don't want to hear the schedule? Well, the whole entire <laughs> NFL schedule will be released on Thursday night. Okay, yeah. Then so, you can hear so, so the story is, is that they're playing Wembley, and yeah. Jacksonville will play two international games. What's wrong with that? Well, I well I don't need to hear Jackson the Jack. I don't, I'm sure Sacramento, California doesn't need to hear Jacksonville Jaguars football schedule. What had all the other teams on here though, that's going to play the five games for the series? That's international on Black Friday. Who's oh, playing? Sure. Who's playing on Me- in Mexico? Who's playing in Mexico? Are they playing in Mexico again this year? I don't see that. I don't know if they're playing because they played what last year in Mexico, right? I don't remember when they played in Mexico. I only knew the the London games. I I can't stand the international games. No, I, there's not going to be an international game in Mexico in 2023 because of renovations. Oh, to the stadium down there. Yep, yeah. Yep. I can't stand like if I were a season ticket holder, I'd be furious mm. that one of my games, if it were to be a home game, is now being played overseas. Like uh, you know, I understand that the NFL is trying to be an international brand, but. You know, as big as the NFL is, like they say in the movie, it owns Sunday, right? Uh-huh. As big as the NFL is here in the United States, it's not an international sport. So is this something new? What? Them playing internationally? Because I thought no. they did this all the time. They've been trying to force it for like the last five or six years. Certainly. Well, they haven't played Wembley. Okay. Right? Where they where they play I don't remember what London. the stadium was, but it wasn't Wembley. It wasn't Wembley. So I think that's the first one that they're ta- first time they're playing in Wembley. I just, you know, when you, a lot of times those games, the games are on earlier. Here they're going to be on way early. <laughs> you know, like on the East Coast, they're on at 9. So here they're going to be on at 6 a.m. Right. Like watching the Olympics. Right, exactly. So you're going to, and I hate watching live sporting events DVR'd. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's just, I don't know. It doesn't cater to the American audience. And I'm going to be very selfish about the NFL. This, the NFL is American. You know, baseball's already been taken away from us. And baseball's supposed to be America's pastime. And it's not anymore. You what? try you try pronouncing 90% of the right. players' names in, in Major League Baseball. You can't. They're all international players. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, whether I guess they're better or what, I don't know. And I'm not trying to sound like, you know, one of those culture pigs, but I'm just saying, like, it's n- there's nothing wrong with owning something mm-hmm. and being proud of something. Like, if you go to Spain uh, or anywhere where soccer is huge, I mean, I know s- soccer is becoming the new big thing in the United States, but it's all an international audience. Yep. You know, you go to any professional soccer game, you know, yeah, you're going to see the the fans that have moved here, that have migrated here, whatever the case may be able to enjoy their sport because a lot of the people that are playing are probably from their home country, mm-hmm. right? America's uh, NFL's always been an American sport, but they need more money. 
It's always about money. So they want to venture out. They got they, well. That's good business. There's nothing wrong with good business. It's capitalism, right? It's just as a football fan, I hate it because the games are usually. <laughs> this is a very selfish thing. I'm saying. I know. I, uh-huh. I see it all the, the, over. The you. games usually suck. Right, because the travel that they have to put into. Yeah, it. they're not sending the the defending Super Bowl champ over there. Right, you know, you never see the Chiefs go over there. You never see Pat. Mm-mm. They always send like the grunts. Yeah, you know, the stormtroopers. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Twice. Falcons. The last couple years, yeah. they're in the same. Yeah. They're they're actually below Jacksonville now. Somehow. But what's going to be sexy about that game? It's going to be the return of Calvin Ridley, after oh, being suspended yeah. all last year for gambling. You know, and he gets to go up against his old team in the Atlanta Falcons in Wembley Stadium at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but let there be one uh, match like the Monday night match with Denver. Denver and Indianapolis. Uh-huh. Let that happen over in London and see how fast they stop doing back-to-back games. Right. I don't know. This is a very selfish thing. Sorry. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. What's your second story? My second story <laughs> is that brunch for Mother's Day is a spectacular idea. H6. Okay, so we are talking about Mother's Day. I don't know if you know. It's this Sunday. Don't panic, though. We're going to give you some ideas on how to do some easy brunch ideas. Mother's Day is this Sunday, and I'm going to be honest. I myself forgot that Mother's Day was this Sunday. (laughs) It's going to be the first Mother's Day without my kids, so it's going to kind of suck. But what I did do was find some great places, if you are going to go out and celebrate Mother's Day, that you can go for brunch right here in SEC. Quickly, Fizz, Champagne, and Bubble Bar. They're going to have brunch Sunday starting at 1 p.m. The place looks beautiful. Second Street Standard on the corner of 7th and L. They're going to also have brunch offering from 5 to 9 as well for dinner. Um, The tickets for that is going to be $75 if you want to go to the brunch on 7th and Standard. And they have things like um, quiche Lorraine, crab cake, Benedict's. This is all very fancy, smancy stuff. So check out some of these places that they have going on downtown for brunch for Mother's Day. It's a great idea. When we get back, we got to have our drug guy back on. Um, But also, I would like to hear what your plans are for Mother's Day. I don't have plans for Mother's Day. I just well, spoiler alert. I mean, Jesus, I was trying to tease up for that <laughs> segment. I'm going to go to one of these places I'm finding on this menu and have me some brunch. See, that's mm, mm, not mm. what I heard. That's not what you heard? No. That I'm doing for Mother's Day? Right. Well, you heard something else. I did. From who? Well, I'm not going to tell you now. I'm going to tell you when we get back. <laughs> That's good radio right there. Uh, I want to know. Shoes falling off. What? I want to know. Falling off. You knocked him out of his shoes. Uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you. I'll even tell you who said it. What? When we come back? Yeah, when we come back. <laughs> he'll, he'll tease me, please me. Tease me, please me. <laughs> uh-uh. What? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> we'll be back in a lickety split. That's... Are we done? Uh, no. Yeah, after I etch my head. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What are you doing? All right, no, I'm going to tell you what you're doing on Sunday. I actually know. I've been told this. I'll tell you who told me and what you're doing and where you're going. Okay. All right? That's interesting. It, it's very, I, I'm an interesting guy. <laughs> it's my middle name interesting. All right, give us a second. Thanks for listening. It's the BS on any rock. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Appreciate your time. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. Social media, listen to the BS. So we like to interact during the show, after the show, before the show. 
on the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook, also on the YouTube at The Bailey Show. And, of course, the Odyssey app. If you don't have it on your phone right now, you pick your nose and eat your boogers. All right? Yuck. Everybody's got that app. Plus, you get our podcasts on there. And TheBaileyShow.com. You know, I just got to throw something harsh out there for people. Like, God, that guy on the radio is calling me a booger eater. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Tell, tell him, Willie. Yeah, eating your boogers if you don't have the Odyssey app. <laughs> it's very possible. But it's like anything else you were talking about. People do those things in privacy. They don't share that with other people. <laughs> I hear you, brother. I hear you. Uh, so so yeah. a lot of the topics that you were talking about are hot topics for me, man, like uh, international sports. Uh, but this thing about drug dependency man like i need you to really tap into your empathy for a second right sure your friend um and you're you're coming from memory that's like when you guys were 12 years old right mm. so taking into consideration the differences in your activities of daily living up until this point he's using drugs probably pretty consistently so what happens is when you're dependent upon drugs you get sleep deprivation there's other uh variables that lead to the fact that you block off certain traumatization in your life, the the things that really, really hurt you that make you dysfunctional. Like you can't cry in public uh, or people will lock you up. So you find a way to cope and that's what you're dealing with. He's got these blocks of memory that he really just can't recollect. So his mother's trying to tell you, Oh, you remember uh, JB, you remember Jason, right? And he's like, no, I don't. So I, if I were you, I wouldn't take that so personally, but empathize with him for a minute and some of the things that he might have been through. So, so yeah, Willie, here's, yeah, here's here's one of the things is, you know, when when we became best friends, besties, I mean, I gave the guy a things remembered bracelet engraved. Yeah, I heard that part. I, <laughs> and I chuckled under my breath. It's a, true, it's a true story, bro. I swear to God, I gave it no, to I him. Get it. I, I get still it. have I mine. You know, at my house, I still have mine. <laughs> sure. It's broken. In a box. Because it's not real gold. But anyway, so when I remember vividly that his mother and his father had just gotten divorced when we became best friends. Right. And he, I like, within that year, quickly progressed into doing worse and worse things. And then I remember uh, moving and hearing stories, it was like every Friday night, it was a fight. Every this, he got kicked off. the. And he was a great athlete. I mean, a fantastic baseball player, a fantastic soccer player. And then he ended up dating this girl that lived in my neighborhood that was way younger than us. So that was yeah. weird. And I think I heard at one time maybe heroin was involved. But for this guy to be my age at 47, and mm-hmm. he and I just to reconnect and him not to have any memory of the good times. I mean, we we went to Bible, we got kicked out of Bible camp. We would sneak out. We did, we hooked up with the girls. We we had laughs. We I mean, it was stuff. They did everything together. Everything can, can together. I, can I sh- shed a little bit of light? Yeah. So you live in this cocoon of social norms, bro. And and he's outside of that. Like the minute his family broke, all of those things, those contemporary ideas of what's acceptable social behavior went out the window. So no, yeah, he's not living the life that you're living, bro. And so I said, I found that out. I grew up in Berkeley, man. And I've been getting high since my first day in kindergarten. I could roll a joint, but it progressed to where well, I was free basing in junior high. So I saw the crack epidemic come and it destroyed my life, man. I said, I was totally functional. We have our entire 
nation of functional addicts is what I'm beginning to understand. And the reason that we don't know that is because people lie about what they do because there's a stigma attached to it. People what? make the ridicule and persecution that you receive from people, especially the people that are closest to you, is so overwhelming. Why? You don't get the kind of support, bro. Why? And so, why is it that th- this afternoon, having this conversation yeah. throughout the radio program, <laughs> I've talked to numerous former heavy drug addicts. I heard them. I listened to all of them. But you guys sound to... like the most intelligent freaking so ex-drug addicts I've ever met. <laughs> wait, wait, we don't spend all our energy and resources talking about how normal we are. Uh-huh. Yeah. The minute that you stop lying about the dysfunction in your life, then you can do something uh-huh. to correct it. Well, Willie, You look, spend all your time. We, well, we got a nine to five. We spend 50 hours a week <clears> within this social normal cocoon and we ridicule people that are outside of it because I listen to the morning show like I love the maggots but the worst thing that I hear them is talking about welfare recipients I think it's a deplorable and it's not a joke what it does is ostracize people that really need our help and support the most all right well I don't so know anything I can, about that so I don't know what they said but here let me tell you this Willie all right yeah because I, okay. I, I, I got I gotta tell Nikki something about this Mother's Day thing <laughs> I really like you and I think you, Willie, need a nickname. You're Willie the Philosophizer. And I would like, <laughs> if you have time, at any point in time during the week, is maybe at the end of the week, you call the show and you give us this amazing Big Willie-style Philosophizer. He's called me Big Willie-style. Wow, that's crazy. That's my cash app. But go ahead. Um, <laughs> my, wait, wait. The Mother's Day thing. And I, I, heard, I heard the pain in Nikki D's voice when she said it's my first year. Well, my babies well, aren't there. So I get it. But my mom passed the year before my first child was born. Oh, so I never got over Mother's Day. It took me years. Well, Big, big Willie stuff. We could talk. Yeah. Big you, Willie stuff. You, you call any time and philosophize in this program. I really like you. But I got to go. Wait till you hear what I'm about to tell her. Okay? You're really going to like this. I promise <laughs> you. What's up? All right, brother. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Willie. Hey, hey, it's my pleasure, Bailey. You're the man, dude. Thank you. What a nice guy. <laughs> Love him. They are so smart. Are the smartest drug people ever. They're so smart. They know it all. I met. I, I, if I could go back in time, I would be a drug user in Sacramento. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. All right. Uh, so Mother's Day is Sunday. It and is. as you said in your headlines, all these brunches that are fantastic and phenomenal. And now I'm going. Well, no, not necessarily. Um, so you have plans for Mother's Day. Okay, what are my plans? How do I have plans for Mother's Day that I, I don't know about? I don't need that attitude or you're not going to have plans anymore. <laughs> All right? Nelson and I feel for you, and we know that it would be it's going to be hard being away from your daughter first time for Mother's Day. I feel a bit responsible because I did drag you out here. Uh, just like my wife is, I'm not going to be with her for Mother's Day, and it's going to make me sad, but this is all about you because you're a mother, mm-hmm. um, is that I know that we were thinking about doing something Friday night. You guys are taking me to a movie. Yes, this, we were. This Guardians of the Galaxy thing. We weren't really taking you. We were going, and you asked to come along. Again, if I get this attitude, God, this I'm conversation, not giving you an attitude. I'm going to start talking baseball. <laughs> so Nelson and I have decided that we would like to take you out for Mother's Day. So a dinner of your choice, wherever oh, you would wow. like to go. Right? You guys are taking me to dinner? And we're going to take you to go see the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Mm-hmm. Uh- yeah. <laughs> So dinner and a movie for Mother's Day. Oh my gosh! Now I feel horrible. 
Oh. You should because you're kind of a bitch throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That is so Oh my God. <laughs> I really feel bad now. But I'm going to go to one of these places I just said in my headlines. <laughs> well, let's try to make it within a 10-minute drive from my house. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I should have okay. known there'd be a stipulation well, to it's my not. mother's it's just day a, It's just a strong suggestion. Mel says a fantastic I'm Mother's Day. Mel. <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's the last no place I'm mess. going. Uh, you just well, hate the girl. You, you don't hate the menu. You hate the girl. <laughs> Hate the girl, not the menu. Yeah, hate the girl, not the menu. Much for any of it. Okay, if you say so. So wherever you want to go, buying, I'm taking you out. I'm gonna look up me the bestest place ever. Okay, let's just keep it in budget, guys. Yeah, it's two of you. What kind of budget do you have? Fifty percent of us has got more of the budget than. (laughs) Couldn't said it any better. Couldn't have said it any better. Okay, I got you, Nelson. I got you. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that, guys. That is so nice. I think I'm more the budge of the ex. We is a lot of people, and we are taking you out. (laughs) So yesterday, I think it was during the break, you guys start talking about, I I know what the movie is, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm Mm -hmm. familiar with it. I just have not seen it. And this is like one of those movies that every time I don't see it, somebody always goes, I can't believe you didn't see the movie. <laughs> yes, because it's so good. I just want to put my fist to their oh, face. I was like, I just haven't seen it. It has never interested it. Interest me. It's never interests me. Interested to interested me. Interested to me. Interested. Uh, I, it just looks a lot like Spaceballs, the Chris Pratt character. It's like a cheap ripoff of Han Solo. It's... You know, I don't know. It just gave me the wrong vibe. Uh, and I'm not a big superhero movie guy, right? Um, even though I am, but I'm not. But I'm an old school superhero movie guy. I'm not a new school superhero Like movie what? Guy. Superman, Batman, old school? Yeah, Well, like Superman, the original, like the movies, you know, Christopher Reeve, even the third one with Richard Pryor and uh-huh. stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just a big fan of the campiness. I feel mm-hmm. like the superhero universe, Marvel and DC, have just taken this money grab way too far and they've overextended their storylines, and they always can pawn it off as saying, well, that's what the comic book said. Mm-hmm. Movies shouldn't be like the comic books. Comic books shouldn't be like the movies. They're two different entities. You want people to buy the comic books for the comic books. You want people to buy the movies, go see the movies for the movies. They should not intersect at all, because you're going to have an audience that's going to be smart-ass about it and go, oh, dude, that happened in the comic book. What are you talking about? You're watching Last of Us. It happened in volume 4, 5, 8, for page 19. <laughs> I'm 47. I'm sorry. I don't have time to go read your stupid comic books. I'm just watch, trying to watch a show to fall asleep at night. You know, Walking Dead was the worst. Oh, my God, yes. The Walking Dead. I can't believe no Sharon didn't die because she died in the comic book. Mm-hmm. Shut up. You know. So, anyway, she got me to watch the first one last night. Oh, you I watched did. it? Well, he halfway watched it. What did you think? I thought you would like it because of the soundtrack. It's not true. What's not true? It's not true. You didn't halfway watch it? I did not halfway. What do you mean halfway? Like you watched it a little bit, then I looked over at one point, you were asleep. So you halfway watched it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, I have a a very special ability to watch movies with (laughs) my Yeah, okay. (laughs) You halfway watched it. But when I went up to my boo You finished it? I did. 
Oh, now, yeah. shocker. I did not think you were going to finish it. I didn't. And to prove it, when we get home, uh-huh. go on to the Disney Plus app and you'll see. I am going to do that. I, I feared sure you am. would. I feared it was just, you know, say it before you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I sure am. And I've got some comments to make. I'm so proud of you for that. Yeah. I did it for you. Wow. Okay. I'm going to cry again. You're going to tell me what you think about it. Uh-huh. Okay. That you might not like. Uh, you oh, can tell that. He's, he loved it. I heard him laughing and stuff. But how did you know I was watching that? When we were down there, you were laughing at some parts. Oh, no, I was not. You laughed. Yes, you were. You found a lot of that funny, and I'm looking at you like you're a <laughs> crack baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have a sense of humor. Give us a minute here. It's the BS on 98 Rock. So for Mother's Day this Sunday, Nikki D. Mm-hmm. First time ever without her daughter. Nelson, Nelson and I are going to take you out. You pick your place. You want to go eat some dinner. Okay. Make it early. And then we'll go see the Guardians of the Galaxy. What is this? The third one? Volume this three. Is yes. Volume three. And you guys are really into this franchise. I am mm-hmm. so excited. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. So I hadn't seen an ad. I haven't seen one of these movies. I have no desire. I'm not hating on it. I just have no desire. And, uh, but I'm like that about a lot of movies, but they, yesterday when they were there, this is how this whole thing came out. They're, they're like, Hey, Friday night. Like I wasn't even invited, even though I was in the room, but they were like, Hey, we're going out to the movies and we're going to go. And I was like, what movie are you guys going to see? Like, I haven't been in the movie since I've been here. I was like, I love going to the theater. Like, what do we, what, can I go? <laughs> can I go? <laughs> they were like, we're going to see Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, probably not the time to tell them we've been to two movies then since we've yeah, been here. Yeah, huh? probably not. Why well, not? Hey, you guys went to the scary movie? Two of them. Two of them. What was the other one? We went to Evil Dead, and then we went to the one that Russell Crowe was in, the, the priest Oh, the priest The yeah. Exorcist. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I was like, well, I'm not doing anything Friday. I'd love to go. If I can go, do you mind? <laughs> so I invited myself, and they said, yeah. But I knew you wouldn't want to go. That's why I didn't invite you. Well, then Nelson says, well, you don't have to watch the first two in order to see the third one, and which I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. I disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I, I agree with you. I think yes. that you've got, if you're going to get the full experience, you got to know it all. Exactly. You need to know the characters and what they've previously been through. But so, like I said to him, I said, if he would have seen Endgame and uh, the one right before it, Infinity War, I think you would have had enough knowledge about the Guardians at that point. You wouldn't need to see Volume 1 and 2. He didn't see those movies. He I, told you he I did, gotcha. but he didn't. No, I did. I, did. I saw the Endgame. Okay. Yeah. And I think I saw the other one. I don't know. I saw, if I, he did, he doesn't remember anything about it. Okay. okay. That's not true. Iron Man dies. Okay, that's probably all you remember, but yeah. you didn't know one character from Guardians of the Galaxy last night. You asked me who every single one of them were. <laughs> Uh, did I? You did. Well, I know I know Batista because I'm a wrestling fan. That's the only one you knew. And his you name's said- Drex, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's a horrible character, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's a funny character. And Chris Pratt is, I mean, his character is uh, watered down Han Solo. I give you that. Um, you know, and uh, the the tree guy. Groot. Groot. I am Groot. Groot. He, he gives you the emotional edge to it. He's your C-3PO. Or, I mean, your R2-D2. Voiced by Vin Diesel, by the way. It's a phenomenal actor. <laughs> Probably better that he's a tree. And you know, so he's your he's your R two D two where it's like, you know, it's it's a thing, but it's also it gives you an emotional touch to it. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh and then the raccoon guy, who's pretty cool, I guess. Um but anyway, so again, you know, we have dinner and we sit down and she just turns it on. She doesn't even ask me, just puts it on the TV. So I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm supposed to watch this. Well, I'm going to humor you mm-hmm. and I'm going to watch it and I'm going to enjoy this movie. <laughs> 
So I started watching it, and it was okay. I, I don't. It wasn't horrible. Let's just say that. Um, it was just okay. It, it, I don't understand the buzz. Now I will watch the second one tonight. Okay. So when we get home and you make me dinner, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm leaving Friday. I don't know what you're gonna do. I don't know what you're gonna do. Where are you going Friday? No, I'm actually to Thursday. To, yeah, tomorrow's my last day there with you. I don't know what you're gonna do. You gotta watch my dogs next weekend. Yeah, I'm still moving out. I'm yeah, moving to my new place on Friday. But you gotta stay at my house with the dogs next weekend. I'll come back next Friday. But why would you leave now? Because it's when I have to sign my lease. I remember? understand that, but you can sign the lease and still stay. Don't no, leave. No, I'm not staying. I'm out of there. There's no need for you to leave. There is a need for me to leave. But it's not a bad place. I provide food and shelter. It's not a bad place. Everybody wants their own space. You I wanted gave your you... own house. You got your, your house. Nelson wanted his, got his own house. I got mine. Why would I go pay for a place to live and not live there? Because there was a time thing that you had to get. I mean, it's so big. I can't <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> Nelson's coming over to swim with you Saturday. You'll be fine. <laughs> can I call you? <laughs> you can call me. <laughs> hey, Nelson, it's Jason. What are you doing? <laughs> you in bed yet? <laughs> That's what he's going to be doing. All <laughs> oh, sad and lonely. Get, if you get this, give me a call back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be up. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, so that's all you thought about the movie is that it was just okay? Yeah, it was. It, it, I mean, like, I don't want to. I don't want to rain on your guys' parade because I know you guys like it a lot, and I don't want to be silly and, and say something that I don't mean and just kind of crap on it. But it, it was just okay. I mean, it wasn't horrible. Like I can understand why people like the movie. I right. totally can get that. I just, it just didn't interest me. Mm. Yeah, I didn't okay. think it was funny at all. Wow. Oh my gosh. Like I, at all. I did was laugh. Yeah, that's, that was the weird thing. So I'm sitting there and I'm eating my food. Like, right. I'm eating my food and, and I'm looking over. Ah! <laughs> what are you, and, like, and I didn't want to say anything because again I didn't want to be rude. But she's like, like throughout the whole movie, she's laughing. I'm like there's nothing that's been said that's funny. Name me a funny line in that first movie. There's a lot of Name funny lines. Okay, knew- maybe when he says, um, like, "Don't call me a raccoon again," or "I'm I'm not a raccoon," and he shoots the thing at him or whatever. Hilarious. It's just in the the midst of him saying. Yeah, when he steals it. the guy's leg. Oh yeah, and he, he has the guy's leg in prison. They have a dance fight at the end. He saves the galaxy with the, with the dance fight. I don't know. I thought it was a funny movie. I thought of all the movies, that would be one of them that you would gravitate towards just because so it was campier than the rest of the the Marvel series. But it's it's not campy like. Mm-hmm. So I want serious campy. Okay, like where they don't like pay it like a uh, Naked Gun or whatever, where he didn't yes. pay attention. He never acted like he was funny. Correct. Chevy Chase campy. There you go. Right. You know, Fletch, Fletch. Yes, that's okay. what. That's that's my that's my sweet spot. That makes sense to me. You know, very. You know, my my comedy heroes are mm-hmm. Chevy Chase, Vince Vaughn, mm-hmm. um, Judd Apatow. Those types, that type of humor. Yeah, if Apatow had done a Marvel movie, guaranteed he'd see that Marvel movie. When he went back to punch the guy because he took his Walkman, you didn't think it was funny? That was funny. Man. That that was oh, okay. Yeah. That I'll, that was okay. That was you know, <laughs> okay. but it. <laughs> 
it's high praise. <laughs> but again, it's it's Indiana Jones going back for his hat. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's all been done before. Nothing is new. I understand that. I like the idea. The The music was phenomenal. The soundtrack was great. It was. You I know? knew you like it. And I dig that he's got like a tape deck in his spaceship, and that's uh-huh. pretty cool. I don't know why they have to paint all the women. I'd just like to see one without paint on them to see how they look. I mean, it's not a turn on for somebody they're being green. They're in space. Yeah, they're they have all to be painted. painted in space. That doesn't get better as the movies go on. <laughs> it's like they look no. like the Pac-Man ghosts. <laughs> they're all a freaking color. Well, like, this girl would be really good looking if she wasn't green. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Well, that was blue. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mantis, she's not normal. So, um, so in order, to, here's the thing. I would not have watched that last night, and I would not be watching the second one tonight, even mm-hmm. after watching the first one, if... We weren't taking you out to this movie to that you want to see. So I'm really doing it for you. You're doing it for me. Because I want to enjoy the evening with you, and I just don't want to sit in the theater and be like, what's going on? So I'm really doing this all for you. Yeah, because you do ask a lot of questions. So ask me all the rest of the questions you need to ask tonight, because I don't like answering questions during the movie. I don't think I, I asked anything one. during the movie. Oh, yes, you did. You said, who's that? And who's she? And <laughs> well, what movie did she play in? I had to pull up stuff and research it and show you pictures of people and... Yes, you did. And you know, I need to stop doing that. But you do it. But I you know. should stop. And I, and, I, and I don't normally do it, but the reason why I did it is because I wasn't interested. Yep. So yes. if I'm not interested and I figured you've seen it before, you could answer the questions. And I did, but I thought you were answering the questions because you really wanted to know because well, you did. were interested. Again, I am, but I'm interested because I want you, I want, I, I'm doing this for you. And I did it for you because I didn't <laughs> want you to be sitting in a movie with us when I thought we were going Friday and be lost. Everything I watch, I watch for you. <laughs> Everything you do for me, huh? Okay. But the questions, I won't do that. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh, I got that reference. But I won't do that. What are we having for dinner tonight, Milo? No, you said we were eating some wraps that were half eaten, so I don't it's know. Right there. I know. Right, right there. there. Just whew. Oh, that's who sings it, Meatloaf. Uh-huh, there you go. Okay, I got it. I got it. You just got to give me a second sometimes. <laughs> well, we told you the answer. <laughs> Different than you figuring it out after a couple I seconds. I figured out what you what you meant though. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> let's, you can't say go. that, Nelson. <laughs> All right, what do you want to do here? Four, oh, this my paper's on the wrong the thing. Right, yeah, fourth and final round of headlines. I'm very excited about this. What do you got? I'm going to tell you why an author was arrested for murder and mm-hmm. what dumb TikTok trend is back. All right, get you all that here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. All right, fourth and final round of headlines, Nikki D. If you're going to kill your husband, don't write a book about it. H7. So my husband passed away unexpectedly last year. He was 39. It completely took us all by shock. Um, And we have three little boys, my kids, and I kind of wrote this book on the different emotions and grieving processes that we've experienced last year. A Utah woman that you heard here in that clip, that was her speaking about a children's book she published about grief. And this she put out after her husband suddenly died, as she said, at the age of 39. Well, she was just arrested for murder. They found out that she was actually poisoning her husband with fentanyl. 
So what she was doing was she was getting pills from some undisclosed person and she was crushing them up and giving it to him in a drink. Well, her husband had told some of his friends and his family members that basically if he ever died, it was her fault. So police, it took them a whole year to investigate this. And two months after she put this book out, they arrested her. You know, it always seems in those cases where somebody's being poisoned, and it's usually the woman poisoning the guy, mm-hmm. is that there's always a story of the guy telling his friends, if I right. die, it's always my... Why do you continue to drink the stuff? Why we'll do you stay? stay there? Leave. Yeah, like why would you? I'm making dinner tonight, honey. No, you're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not eating it. If, you, if like you think that, then why would you even? Why would you even be there? And he had proof that she tried to change his insurance policy two months before she killed him. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you have to be next level stupid to. I mean, it's almost like you go, well, pff, I deserve it. You know, I don't want to say that. What I what I think in this case is they have three small boys and they're all boys. And I think he was just trying to somehow stick in there because he wanted to be around his kids every day. It's like that's that, what I think. Have you ever seen Flowers in the Attic? Yes. The original one? Mm-hmm, I saw the original one. The original one's good. It's better than the new ones, but I like them all. I'm what, obsessed with that. What do you that. mean them all? Because they have a whole series that's out on Lifetime now. So it's uh, Flowers in the Attic and then Petals in the Wind, and they did a whole series. They're going to run out of roses in the (laughs) basement. I think they made four of them. Really? Yeah. It's It's about this woman whose husband dies, and her mother wants her to remarry. Um, but in money and just change her life. She didn't like her last life. Well, out of her last marriage, she had four kids and the, the grandmother, her mother wants nothing to do with them. So she, she, she gets hooked up with this guy who is like clueless to this whole thing. And she's going to be forced to, she's going to marry him. And they're trying to gradually kill the kids. And she keeps lying to the kids. They put them up in the attic. And she's like, this is where I was at when I was a kid. I said, but, you know, Grimp, as soon as this goes through, we're going to leave. And she keeps on. So every day the butler would bring up food. Mm -hmm. And the cookies had this white powder on it. And it was was poison. poison, Rat poison. Rat poison. And the only way they found out is that they were feeding like an animal that they found as a pet. Yep, a little rat. A little rat. (laughs) And the rat ends up dying. And the oldest boy... Um, and one of the kids actually dies, spoiler, but the oldest boy mm-hmm. like studies to be a doctor while in the attic He does, and he figures it all out. Yeah. It's a, and, it's a great movie. I'm going to shock you some more. The reason why her parents didn't want her married to her husband is because he was actually her cousin. Yeah. That's always a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they didn't approve of it. What, first cousin or second? Uh, I think he was her first cousin. Cause like second cousins for some reason are accepted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's, I don't accept any cousins. Look, so I, thank you. There's a, there's a guy, older gentleman. Mm-hmm. And um, if I said what he did, many of you would know him. And so uh, I went out to lunch with him. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we became friends because of some working situations that we we're in. He's much older than I was, or am and was. And uh, his girlfriend was in town from out of state. Mm-hmm. And they had a long distance relationship. And she was slightly younger than he was. And we go and we sit down, we're having lunch. And just out of nowhere, he says, "She's yeah, it's, she's my second cousin. It's just, you know, not accepted by everybody. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Present company. Dude, why would he tell you that? I wouldn't tell anybody that who didn't already know. A little weird. <laughs> but let's go ahead and continue to have lunch. I'm not judging. <laughs> How many toes those I'm kids judging. have? Yeah, it's like you think out of all the women in the world, why would you bang your like second anyone with a name like if cousin sisters? Uh-huh. Like you could find anybody in the world. Why anybody that's related to your family? It's just weird. <laughs> anyway, all right, second headline. 
This will make you think twice about buying ice cream. H8. Despite his arrest, he's still screaming for his Bluebell ice cream. I ain't had no other choice but to lick them. It don't make no sense not to lick them. Every, everywhere I go, I lick the ice creams. What you supposed to do, uh, uh, every time you go to the freezer, you see all these uh, buckets of ice cream, but you will never know what they taste like. And they ain't got no samples out there or nothing. So I lick ice cream everywhere I go. Bro. This is just the first time I ever got caught. Oh. So, <laughs> so if you can remember, this was a trend back in, I think, 2019, where people mm -hmm. were going into grocery stores, licking the ice cream out of the cartons, putting the lids on and putting them back. Of course, they have to film everything, so they put it on TikTok. The guy in the audio was one of those people who was arrested because of the video that went viral. Well, now these two idiots are trying to bring this back. Oh. So they have recently uploaded a video that they've tried to take down. It doesn't work. Of this guy and his girlfriend in the grocery store licking the ice cream tops and putting it back. So again, I get everybody wants to be trendy and do the TikTok trends, but this is gross is dangerous like i think they should up their charges on doing stuff like that and it will teach them a lesson no there should be one guy that beats these people up <laughs> like a mafia type situation right. i mean that's your punishment right and, and you say it you know it's like okay you got away with it but if and when you get caught mm -hmm. and then you show this beast yeah right it's just like mma beast you're like you you're gonna have to fight this guy <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe you have a chance. Still. I swear to God, I wish I were in charge of like the rules and laws. Like, and you know, you got to humiliate somebody. That's the best way to get you know get them to stop doing something is humiliate them. Like, I'm a big fan of like when you see stories and the judges are, you know, like they take the kid that got popped for stealing or something. And you got the sandwich board on the side of the street that says "Honk if you hate stealers." Right. And spit oh, in my yes. face. Yes. Love that stuff. Mm -hmm. Love, love, love that stuff. Because that's how you get through to kids. Idiots like this are just looking for attention. You got to beat them up. Yeah. It's as simple as that. You got to kick them in the face. <laughs> kick them in the face. Well, this guy who was in the audio, he spent 30 days in jail and they gave him a $2,500 fine, but I still don't feel like that's enough. I imagine that's what you're in jail for and you have to tell all the other inmates. You got to come up with a different story, right? Oh, oh yeah. Ice I'm an ice cream licker. Go <laughs> lick some ice cream tonight, boy. Why do you Why do, you do that? <laughs> it's because I'm it's cool. <laughs> My life has been a very rocky road. <laughs> You're not going to give him anything for rocky I road? I get him for rocky road. That was good. That was good. She don't appreciate don't you like, me like that. Don't look at me like that. Taking you out for Mother's Day. I know that. I got the rocky road. Nelson was already laughing hysterically. I didn't want to jump oh, on his toes. Why are you attacking You want to get laid for Mother's Day and get your prostitute? I don't want a prostitute. I don't have any problems getting laid. Okay. Well, I'm just, I didn't know if you wanted a present. No. A prize. No, a prize. That means you get somebody some perfume or lotions or flowers. You don't buy you them lotion? a person. You want lotion? I always want lotion. I love Bath and Body like, Works. Like lube? No. Had to see that I coming. said lotion, lotion, not lube. Lotion. The kind okay. that heats when you apply it? Motion no. in the lotion. <laughs> the potion motion lotion. No. Just you want a I candle can. or something? Oh, yes. I you like candles. candles. Mm -hmm. right, let's chip in and get it. You're in charge of the candle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How about incense? I know she likes incense. incense. I already have yeah. incense. That's oh. what the story she's doing. I incense. need candles for my new place. <laughs> oh, in incense. 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 Yeah. Incense. I thought you said incest. Incense. Not incense. incense. <laughs> <laughs> get you laid and fly your brother in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last minute calls, comments, concerns. Yeah, 916-909-0985. You've got something, we'll talk to you. If not, we'll get out for a Wednesday. It's the BS on 98 Rock. As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS.
My name is Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. And thanks for hanging out with us this afternoon. We had a good time. Fun time, as always. Just in, uh, there's so many people here. Like, it's crazy. This time of night, there's nobody here. And uh, I was just having a conversation with some of our coworkers talking about how. Well, that's where you were. Yeah, I know. I walk in here like four <laughs> seconds left. <laughs> what are you doing? I didn't even know we're going on the radio. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, so I was having a conversation with them. I was telling them how blown away I was by the callers today. And for people that had done drugs for that much time in their lives, how well versed they were. Very well versed. I mean, it was just really absolutely amazing. And I was, another thing I was telling them was like, since moving here and doing this show, is that uh, I, I'm, I'm uh, just blown away by how intelligent the radio listener is in Sacramento. I'm not just saying this to get on your good side. <laughs> like, I've done radio in numerous markets, right? And I've hosted numerous shows, some successful, some not. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people in different states and different cities. You guys are really smart. Like, you know, and that's the thing when you're when you're a talk show host and you're, you do talk radio. I know we play a couple songs, but that's my background talk show. The talk show listener is a little bit more radio intelligent than the music listener. And I don't mean that to downgrade you. I just mean that as far as you've listened to the, you know, you go back to like the Howards and you go back to the, you know, the Lycuses and, you know, these people that have Mark been in the, Brian. Yeah, but yeah, those guys and mm-hmm. people that did it and were very successful O&A and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me. Mm-hmm. Or this and this and that. Because they're very, very smart. Very, very smart. Because they're listening to conversations and they have something to put into it versus just listening to music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's the difference. It's less passive listening. It's more of an active process when you're mm-hmm. really into talk radio. Yeah. Well, back in the day, the analogy was talk radio listeners would be compared to Apple users and music listeners would be compared to PC users because then Apple wasn't as dominant as it is now and everybody had an Apple. And I was just when it was just computers. You wanted to pay more money. It was very, it was, it was mm-hmm. less people, but you know, it was it was more about volume versus value, sure. right? But the Apple was still was on the back of cars, and it was a cult like thing. PCs you could throw away. I need a Dell, dude. Three ninety nine. <laughs> put it in the mail. Right. Yeah, it was that kind of thing. Uh-huh. It's not so much anymore. Anyway, so thank you. My point is, is thank you for the participation. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. It means a lot. It really does. We had great participation today. I love talking to all the people. Uh, okay, so go home, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And I'm excited to get back to see if that food that I bought from Costco has a bite out of it. Because that's what I was planning on having too. for dinner tonight. Nikki D tells me there's a bite in my, my Chinese rolls. She swears. I saw it. We're talking about the I'm same looking, thing, right? Not the sushi rolls. That's what I'm rolls. saying. I don't know if I'm talking about the same thing. There's a lot of stuff in your refrigerator. Are you talking about sushi rolls? No, I saw two like wraps yeah. that were green. The outside of them were green. Yeah, and yeah. you're saying that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, if that's it, it was two of them. Yeah. And one of them has a bite out of it. No, it's impossible. They're brand new. Okay, well, then maybe I'm not looking at the right thing. I don't think so. All right. Uh, and listen to the BS on social media. Give us a follow if you don't mind. We'll follow you back. Like the conversation before, during, and after the program. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, at the Bailey Show on YouTube, if that is your thing, and of course the Odyssey app, you can get our podcast stream us live anytime, any place. Also on the BaileyShow dot com. You got anything before we get out there, Nikki D? Yeah, I decided I want a best co-host bracelet for Mother's Day. <laughs> Engraved? Yeah, please. <laughs> Shove a cactus in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> you're sleeping in it. You're gonna wake up with cactus butt. <laughs> Nelson. 
Uh, congratulations to everybody who's uh, fighting through and uh, being successful at sobriety. Oh, God, here we go. That's just it. <laughs> Shout out to our sober people listening. <laughs> All right, look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your evening. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow at 3. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. One big